yes, folks. Happy Halloween. How is everyone doing? We're late. I know. It happens. But we are late. But we are here. And we are glad to see everybody. That's right. It is Wrestling Outlet. I am Boxman. Joined by... Joined by me. Joined by Spark. Oh. How are you? How is everybody doing? I am around. I am alive. I am alert. alert. All right. I don't know why you're so low. Now you're low. We got all kinds of problems. Go ahead and start talking a little bit for one more time. Absolutely. I am here and alive and around. It's wonderful. It's all good. All right. I got you now. I don't know what happened there. For some reason, you'd like dropped out. I don't know. The volume on this thing is just going wacky tonight. So I'll adjust it as we go. Hopefully it'll be all good and uh, we'll get it going here, though. But uh, yeah, I'll just keep adjusting as we go, watching the little bar down here on OBS. We'll get it right, Smart. We'll get it right. Very good. We'll get it handled. I'll take care of it. I'll drop my gain a little bit because my gain looks like it's a little high. I'll do that. I'll drop my mic down, drop up this volume, crank up that volume, and we should be good there. All right. And I can hear you still. Excellent. That's good. All right. Sorry we're late, everybody. Uh, the fam was leaving for the Yamboree. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Sweet Potato Festival. That's where they're going. They do this every year. Uh, they really do. They do this every year. They go to the Yamboree. It, it's basically just a fucking carnival with a parade is all it is. I see. Uh, and I've actually never seen anything there. Sweet potato or yam. I've seen funnel cakes. I've seen turkey legs. I've seen giant sausages. And I do mean food. Calm down, smart. Stop well, there was a parade, so you, you never know. Not that kind of parade. Uh, and uh, they, they go, I, I've gone a couple times, but it's like the same rides, the same shit. And I'm just not really interested in going anymore. So I decided I'm just not going to go anymore. So I don't. Hmm. Plus, I got to work. She's taking the kids tonight. They're missing two days of school and I got to go to work. So. So is this like an out-of-state out thing, then? No, it's not out-of-state. It's uh, in her little hometown of Gilmer. So uh, she goes up there and stays with her dad, and they have a good time. The kids love it. They absolutely love going up there. Very good. To the old Yamboree. Wow, that volume. Some reason I, I keep hearing that, and I keep thinking about Taz, like, yam bags. <laughs> That's probably... Maybe that's where he got it from. The Yamboree. <laughs> uh, now, just to fill everybody else, I have just the mental image of a dejected Taz going from ride to ride and not being able to get on. Fucking Yamboree. God damn it. We're, we're going to be on a Ferris wheel, bro. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I thought I'd be tall enough this year. God damn it. <laughs> He's on like the little like the kids version of like the teacups or whatever. Been hanging myself upside down for a fucking year. A little like caterpillar roller coaster. <laughs> I love it. I do. Poor Taz, he can't get on the ride. <laughs> he still can't. That's the thing. <laughs> That's true. He still. <laughs> Taz, you ever been on a roller coaster? Shut up, man. You know I've never been on a fucking roller coaster. 
He just has Hook helping him get on like one of the ride, like on one of the rides on the uh, like mirror go around. Put me on your shoulders, Hook. Come on, let's do this. Oh, the carousel. He's getting Hook to help him up on the carousel. Taz chooses which horse he wants to ride, and Hook just kind of hoists him up. I know we got a trench coat around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hook, put the towel on my head. I want to look tough. We're going to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to hell. I mean, I say it with the utmost of my respect, Taz is a lovable little guy. Two tall guys making fun of a fucking short dude. This is just, this is, there's, there, there's got to be something wrong here. I want to say it's low-hanging fruit, but then that just kind of revolves back around what we were making fun yeah, of. Just putting you right back on the same, uh, you know. Um, yes, King, that was a hell of a dynamite yesterday, which obviously we're going to get into. Um, it was fucking really good, I thought, actually. It was a great, it was a fucking great show, to be honest with you. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I guess they kind of had to because, uh, you know, they were going, once again, it was the, the Tuesday Night Wars. And I know we don't concentrate on ratings, but I guess we can go ahead and just really quick. There they are really fast right there. AEW 752, NXT 676. In my opinion, they're fucking even. Hmm. Really? Brian seems really happy about that up there in the top corner. Well, you know, it's, it's Alvarez. He's like, he's got his fist, he's fist pumping. Like he's on the Jersey Shore. Well, I, you got to beat that beat up, bro. Mm-hmm. Right, Taz? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been great if Taz was on the episode of the Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. That would have just made it. No, that would that would have made the show fucking beautiful right there. I, like I said, this show is my fucking one of my guilty pleasures. Like, I understand it's a reality show and not a sitcom, but they're basically the same thing. Neither one's real. It would be great if they did like the whole sitcom trope of like, it's just, hey, my Uncle Taz is coming to visit. Like how they had uh, fucking uh, Boy Meets World. Vader was like the guy's dad. I forget what the character's name was, but uh, Vader was the guy's dad. There you go. Good stuff. I'm, I'm actually reading this story here from Hunico. He says, remember back, he remembers back in 01, he was in a, on a date in a ride, and a carny un, like unlocked in the middle of the ride unlocked it? My God, yeah, you could have died. Yeah, I'm sure the guy was on drugs. You think any of those guys aren't on fucking drugs? Yeah, yeah I think a sober carny is more upsetting. I mean, William Regal was talking about the goddamn carnival last night. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's fucked up, man. I mean, I've been on some... I mean, I, I like those fucking... Do you go on those, like, the, like the small-town carnival rides? Sometimes. It, it depends. Because it's just a matter of, like, whether or not I feel like I'm going to fall out of them or not. Okay. Because both a tall person and a big person. So it's Uh, not always the most ideal situation, some of those seats. Right. All right. So, like, the kamikaze, the two that go up and then down and then eventually spin around each other. Is that something you'd go on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, both of them are either, like, kind of like that, but, like, a pirate ship ride, too. There's one of those where it just goes back and forth. Pirate ship, yes, yes, like that one. I like that one. I uh, just realized that uh, the only recording we're doing is on YouTube. Oh well, it's fine. I'll just hit start recording. It's not a big deal. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I've always had a bad head. I'll go on pretty much any of those fucking rides. Fucking mm-hmm. Himalayas, the uh, which is a cramp motherfucker. Um, the one that is like the pirate ship, but it just goes in like a circle. 
mm-hmm. the one people like the last time I saw someone on it, they were falling from it on a video on Facebook that that ride. I'll go on anything, dude. Now I love the games. I know they're a ripoff. I get it. I do. I know. But when I used to, I think I've told this story before, when I used to do the, the horse shows, we used to go to one in Devon, Pennsylvania. And there was a, a, a carnival there when we went. And basically, I would just hang out with the carnies at the games, and they showed me how to do it. They showed me the way to do the little BB gun thing. They showed me the way to do the um, uh, the, the the ball that you have to get in the basket. Mm-hmm. They showed me the tricks behind them. Matter of fact, I went back to North Carolina and I won a giant gorilla Ooh. from the fair. You know what? I'll almost bet. I think I have a... My sister actually sent it to me a couple of fucking months ago. And I was like, where did you get that? Oh. All right. Let me send this to myself and I'll embarrass myself for a minute. <laughs> what would you say? That this gorilla was monsoon-sized? Yeah, it's pretty big. It's a pretty big gorilla. Let me send this to myself. I'll embarrass myself. You guys can see a very young uh, box man here in just a second. What the hell? We really don't have a ton to get into tonight, to be honest with you, Smart. So, yeah, but it it was really cool. They literally would, they just taught me how to play all the fucking games and told me some to stay away from that you're never going to like. That bottle knocking down game is relatively easy, but... There's way more to it, obviously. Those games are fucking, you know, for, for basically for slime balls. So, but I love playing those games. I always have. And uh, I'll sit there and play if my kids want something. I'll win it for them. I'll be like, I just spent 22 bucks on a $5 fucking gift. My uncle would do that for me. He wouldn't do the carnival, but like he worked at a place that had a crane game. And he knew when they would come and load it up and he would just like, if he would see something he thought I would like, he would just be like, hey, I'll give you like 10 bucks for that. Nine times out of 10, they'll be like, all right. Oh, yeah, they'll sell those things. They don't care. They don't care. As long as, like, all right, 10 bucks, yeah, it's cost us like a dollar. So I'm waiting on this picture for some reason. It's scanning for viruses. My internet's been really weird tonight. Luckily, I hope we're doing okay on YouTube. Um, So, uh uh-oh, I think it just told me that that... uh, Oh, the virus thing is unavailable. I don't think my phone has a virus. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. Might have a, might have an STD or two. <laughs> yeah, about to save texts. Doesn't everyone's phone? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Okay, sorry. All right, give me a sec. I got that picture. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am. Let me just change the size real quick, and I'll get it up here. Hold on, folks. This picture is probably from like, I'm probably 10 years old in this picture is what I think. I think I'm 10, maybe 12. Let's see here. All right. Hold on. Let me get the picture. Okay. This is it. Nice. Look at those shorts, huh? I actually, honest to God, thought those were a pair of long pants until you pointed out that they were shorts. Those are my little skinny legs. That's back when I wore shorts. Look at that Michael Jackson picture behind me. What do you think of that motherfucker? (laughs) I I wish I had a joke prepared. Anyway, there's the... uh, (laughs) Orting, perhaps? (laughs) There is the gigantic gorilla. I don't know why my legs are so close together. But uh, that's what I won 
at a fair in North Carolina um, <laughs> for the BB gun. You know the one you got to shoot out the star? Mm-hmm. There it is, folks. You guys, I don't think I've ever embarrassed myself this much, but there I am. Look, I gave him the same hat as me. Nice. Very good friends. I'll be honest, dude. I had that thing till I was 16 years old when we moved. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I still have um, a Macho Man doll. Not really doll, but like one of those, like, you. I don't know if you remember them, but there were the gimmicks where you squeezed them and they made noise. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember. Like, quit punching my leg. Yep. It was like programmed or whatever body part you were touching at the time. Right. I still have that. Yeah, but uh, there you go. I figured I'd just embarrass myself a little bit. I don't think I have any other pictures of me on here. But you know, like I said, that was the little, uh, that was the giant thing that I, uh, the giant gorilla that I won from what I learned at the uh, carnival in Devon, Pennsylvania. So there you go, folks. But, um, it really was that, that, that was a fucking really good episode of dynamite last night. Like I said, they had to pull out all the stops. They had, uh, they were up against NXT think they did fine again we don't focus on the ratings very much on this show but whatever they pulled out a little win i know they're probably touting the demo because they were pretty good in the demo so whatever a special right? correspondent on hand for the dynamite last night we sure do our, our, our dirk was on hand last night he sent me a bunch of pictures i, I didn't want to use his pictures though yeah. i should have i, I should have asked before the show but I didn't want to just jump in and start using the guy's pictures and uh, and stuff, but uh, he had some pretty good seats. And at one point, um, I think Moxley was right down, basically in front of him, uh, before everything was, you know, went to shit in that match. Um, but he was right down there, right in there, man. He, I told him, I said, "Damn, you can almost smell him." He said, "No, I had a mask on." <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I mean, that wasn't even a COVID thing. That was just, you know, Dirk tr- knew better than to be in a group of large people, especially at a wrestling event, and not have anything protecting his face or nose. He's like, I'm not trying to smell anybody here. Fuck that. Shit. Oh God, but yeah, especially yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, come on, we've seen the we've seen those fans. Um, <laughs> he sent me a couple of messages. I I won't read them in case he wants to get into it on uh, Mojo and Dirk show there, but. Yeah, that was another reason. I, I particularly Dasha made a impression on him. He seemed particularly fond of her, and yes. I don't blame him at all. He's a he's a man of impeccable taste. His Dirk. Yes, I uh, did say she looked good enough to eat, um, and he agreed. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I figured he wanted to show him on his show. I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow up his spot like that. And obviously, you thought the same thing I did, which is perfect. Um, but yeah, he was. He had a great seat, man. He said it was a really good show. Um, he said it was really tough to find out what was going on with Hangman, though, because they weren't re- Doug Snout. They were <laughs> they <laughs> they didn't replay <laughs> this serious moment that we're going to happen. They didn't replay the scenes in the uh, or the 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 spot in the uh, arena. Mm-hmm. So you know we're getting to see the spot over and over on television. And they didn't get to see it. And I do have that spot, folks. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll check it out. Yes, Hangman is okay. Um, we'll uh, we'll definitely get into that uh, a little bit down the road here. We had a couple of little things we can get into real quick. Um, 
before we uh, get into dynamite. Like I said, we don't have a ton to get into tonight, really. Um, <laughs> I really have a like less than I thought. Did you send me anything, Smart? I have a couple of things. Okay, have- you don't have to send. Any. I mean, if you want to, obviously, but uh, we'll get them ready the way. I don't have that much, and um, what I do have is pretty simple. So I guess let me jump in. As usual, Smart, I guess we can go ahead and jump into a uh, Freddie Prince Jr. story, right? Of course, absolutely. That's been how we've been starting these shows lately with some Freddie Prince Jr. stories. And uh, basically, he didn't say anything really crazy or outlandish or anything. He was kind of just commenting. I guess a lot of people had a a little problem with the uh, DX segment being uh, kind of the main event the other night, the 25th reunion of DX. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that, but I guess some people did. And uh, he commented on it a little bit on his, uh, on his show wrestling with Freddie. Um, And, you know, he's like, he said, you know, 25 years of DX and uh, you know, now the, the anti-establishment dudes, and now they are literally the establishment. They literally spray painted DX on the corporate building and now they are the corporate building. Uh, he said he thought it was very nice. Um, he said it was an unintentional 25-year storyline that kind of, you know, made its way to television. And uh, he said basically it wasn't a big deal. He's like, look, even though it was the main event spot, which should have been a match, he did agree with that. He said it was eight minutes, and they still made the show about everyone else. They built up to this moment. I know some people are all like, well there should have been some young people that they tried to get over. And yeah, those opinions I agree with, but eight minutes on a three hour show, it was fine, man. So basically what he's saying to those bitching. (laughs) Oh, it's blurred. Oh, I can can blur it. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Wow. Try. Nope. Mine works. No, is your your background's not blurred. Mine is. Huh? What? Okay. Very good. Very good. Audio uh, people are confused right now. So yeah, I, I mean he, he acknowledges some of the things that he agreed with. He agreed it should have been a match in the main event, but, you know, he's right. Eight minutes on a three-hour show. We've had many talking segments and raw before, and this is what people have to bitch about. I sort of hold out from the last regime because, like, there's a lot of those that they did back in the day. Or in fact, back in the day, I mean, like the last two, three years, right? During, you know, COVID and during just the when Vince is in charge of like they put way more emphasis on some of the older people, and they like you know they'll devote an episode to say Stone Cold or whatever, and they'll be like. Every commercial break, they'll come in and it'll be another Stone Cold moment. And then they'll have him like come out and talk for like 20 minutes to close out the show. But they don't put any emphasis on any of the newer people, younger talent, what have you. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a regime change. Like you were saying before, they, they put more of an emphasis now on trying to get the new people over. There's still, you know, they, 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 the Triple H hasn't been in charge for all that long. They're still working on trying to build long-term stories and trying to get people over more than they have in the past. But it's just sort of, I think it's sort of just kind of a reflex at this point to complain about stuff like that. Okay, first of all, to complain that Triple H isn't getting someone over is kind of ridiculous. 
This is the same guy who had no problem trashing people on air. Uh, Chris Masters is still trying to recover from the fucking uh, joke about the book. Uh, when Triple H, well, what's that? How to lose fucking 30 pounds of muscle in a month? Something like that. I forget the exact quote. The guy is still trying to recover, number one. Uh, Lillian Garcia, horsing around. That was a joke about her long face. We all know the joke, the horse joke. So anyway, um, Triple H isn't exactly known for getting people over, if you know what I mean. Number one. Number two, it was a nostalgic act. That's exactly what they were going for. Bring young people out to get them over. Who who the fuck are they? Yeah, the person typing it. Who are you getting over, asshole? Oh, my. Sorry. You know, I sometimes I lose my mind. He's very passionate. Who have you beat, kid? Yeah. What you ever do on this? Where's your resume? Where's your resume? Shout out to Shaheen on that one. (laughs) Please fax your resume to Davey Richards. Those older listeners are like, yeah, resume. Fucking Davey Richards. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Lillian Garcia, by the way. (laughs) Uh Uh, no, it's it's sort of good news. Um, I guess it depends how you feel about it. She is an announcer for uh, Professional Fighters League. It's like sort of a indie-ish, I guess, MMA league. It's obviously not UFC or Bellator, so it's like you're kind of a little bit low on the totem pole there in terms of MMA companies. But she's she's got a gig, so good for her. That's good. That's good, man. I mean, I I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know what it is. It. I mean. I know what the lingerie fighting league is. Mm. Lingerie football league. Not quite sure what the other one is, though. But um, I guess nasty neither here nor there, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, actually, the uh, the lingerie football league, that's where Summer Ray came from. So Yes, it I is. That's where she should have stayed, probably. Um, Perhaps. Lingerie, Summer Ray, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I had to do that. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just think it's a little, I don't know, man. Everyone just needs something to complain about lately, now, for the past few, many years. <laughs> Somebody's needed something to complain about for the last decade or century. Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, we all know what the, I mean, as we've, as everyone complains about the creation of social media, it just made everyone have the voice. And it wasn't always the best thing for everyone to have a voice. You think back in the day, like, because wrestling, you started off as, like, a carnival thing, and it was legit. Do you think, like, back in the day when they had, like, the first tag team match that was, like, the Jim Cornette of, like, the 1940s? It's just like, that's a step too far if you ask me. <laughs> but I, yes, I guarantee there was. If I could to kill it, business, kid. It's the old 22 <laughs> skidoo. <laughs> I can't believe we just, you went 22 skidoo on me. <laughs> I actually like the idea of vaudeville Jim Cornette. I like, it's pretty fucking awesome. You know, there's actually a NYPD Blue episode named 22 skidoo. I actually think it's 23 skidoo, but it's got a skidoo in it. I'm, you, what, you, you start wrestling bears, and next thing you know, they're going to let the women wrestle, and it's going to be all downhill <laughs> from there. Oh, imagine when women started wrestling. Oh. I mean, the drops is one thing because the drops is funny, but but women? 
Oh my god. That must have been a fucking that must have been pretty fucking crazy right there. Uh, I I can't do it, the, his, his the impression of him, but now now I'm picturing just like vaudeville Jim Cornette having a current day podcast with Conrad. <laughs> Does Jim Cornette even like Conrad? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, see, finally, finally we it? agree on something. Yeah, we have a bond, we have a bonding point here. And I've said before we all got to move on with things we agree on. There we go, Jim. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, no. I think I figured it out. Jim Cornette likes Wendy's. And well, Conrad probably likes Wendy's. So if Conrad gets to the Wendy's before Jim, Jim doesn't get to have his biggie bag. Just so. two, just just two guys eating grease and fighting for a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fight over a frosty. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, smart. Th- I'm, I'm just glad that when I ask you questions, you're not just telling me everything is under investigation, mm. as Tony Khan did with Ariel uh, Helwani. Um, <laughs> did you hear <laughs> any of I that? I didn't hear all of that, but I just heard, like read the headline on the Observer's YouTube page that was like Ariel Helwani recalls frustrating interview with Tony Khan. Dude, I listened to a. About, I'd say seven or eight minutes of it. It was brutal. I mean, Helwani was, I mean, prying like he had a fucking screwdriver in his hand. He was trying everything. And Tony was just nonchalantly like, oh, it's under investigation. Nah, I can't do it. No, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> Every single thing the poor guy said was under investigation. I don't want to talk about that. I can't talk about that. It's like, dude, what are you even doing on the interview then? Yeah, I mean, I get you can't talk about everything, but if you know those are going to be the questions and you know that you can't answer them, why make yourself available to the media in that way? What else was he going to be asked about? What is the biggest talked about thing right now? Uh, The whole fucking media scrum that went on. And I really... I want to know who's fucking heading up this investigation. I do. I just, I, I want to see fucking, I, 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 please tell me Kenny Omega's back there with a fucking badge on with and a notebook asking people questions. I want to see this. Like the, like the, the badge that you get at like the little fucking police kit that you would buy at like the, the dollar store for a child. He oh, has absolutely. like a little plastic gun and the little badge. It has like sheriff and the lettering is already starting to fade, even though you just bought it. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to see. I want that. I really, really want that. Um, I don't know. We'll have to. Uh, I want this investigation brought to television. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want that investigation brought to television. And um, I mean, that's what we're getting from Tony. And NXT has given us fucking witches. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that version of Focus Brothers. I, um, I mean, from left to right, it just gets. I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even watch NXT, but Jesus Christ, Indeed. who is that on the left? Ah, oh, boy, is I had Tiffany, the same is, question. Is Tiffany Stratton? No, no. Oh, it's not. Um, I learned the answer and then I forgot the answer. Because I saw it on Instagram. And I, was, I, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I mean, her eyes are gorgeous. It's all I can look at is her eyes. 
and the candle. It, it sort of looks like you tried to combine the two. Where if like you tried to combine Scarlet and Shotzi together, and that's just sort of what you got. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But there you go. I just thought I'd uh I'll get that picture out of there now. I just thought I'd well, you know what? I'll keep it. Uh, might, have to, might have to pick that one later again. I mean, with the Hocus Pocus movie coming out, obviously that's... Uh, and I mean, you know, some Texas lady thought that if you watched Hocus Pocus, your children would be possessed by the devil. It's Texas. That's that's very Texas. That's one of the most Texan things I've ever heard, actually. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's... Uh, that's Texas for you right there. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just thought I'd pop that up there. Um, what else can we talk about? Yeah, you know what? Uh, King just brought up something that I was uh, actually going to get into anyway. Ace Steel has been uh, quietly let, let go from the company. Um it uh, looks like uh, there's actually a, I got a couple updates on it. It said a new report. Uh, this is from 411 Mania. It says a new report has some additional details on Ace Steel's release from AEW. Um, PW Insider has independently confirmed that Steel was fired from the company Tuesday. Would have been yesterday, obviously. Uh, Fightful Select noted that um, everybody heard word of it at the Cincinnati taping that uh, Steel was, in fact, gone from the company. Um, basically the reaction from them, uh, in the backstage was pretty unanimous that, uh, it was expected. And, um, some of the, uh, they weren't mentioning names, but, uh, some talent said that it was a no brainer to fire him. One talent, uh, gave a comment that said, biting people bad. That's yes. it. That was the comment. Biting people bad. Biting people bad. Biting people bad. That was it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fine, I'll say it. Was it Sheeta? <laughs> no. He bad, bad. <laughs> so the report notes that, that some people during the altercation have been more in contact with AEW than they've been in a very long time. Um, obviously Punk's name keeps getting thrown out and everything, but, uh, he was finally seen on, uh, last night's television show in the little ROH montage. They finally showed him. So, uh, uh there you go. Young Bucks were on the Rampage commercial. So I got a feeling they're just going to kind of stroll them back into the company. Although Punk may stay in his little office job that Tony sort of slipped. That was the only cr morsel. That was the only fucking little crumb he gave up on the uh, Helwani interview was that Punk, which we talked about last week, has an office job. And that was it. Otherwise, we had nada. Nothing. Shit. Zilch. So he's basically getting, like, the bad Catholic priest or the bad police officer treatment where he's, like, sending him to an entirely different department. Yeah... I guess, but I gotta ask you something. What's that? You think Ace Steel is kind of the fall guy here for uh, we've got to get rid of somebody? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, like like Sheeta said, you can't go around biting people. Biting, biting people bad. 
I realize biting people is bad. Absolutely. Um, but there's also rumors that his wife was in the room. His dis- I, I believe a disabled wife. Um, yeah, she is. She, she was in a wheelchair. I don't know if that's permanently or just because of an injury or what happened. But she was in a Either way, uh, I could see him trying to protect her. I don't know if that's what he was doing. None of us know. Uh, it's obviously still under investigation. Right, folks? Um, mm-hmm. P.I. Omega is all over it. If they just brought Joey Ryan back to investigate, that would be fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, that's what they need right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Look, the guy can't even fucking work at Disney, goddammit. Uh, I still feel bad for the guy. I'm sorry. I, I know he deserves some shit, but let's face it, he... It's not like he was working at a place he's alone with children. He's on a fucking... A, 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 on a pub, at a public place. With people everywhere. God damn it's the happiest fucking place on earth, people. Don't ruin I, that. I don't want to keep going back to the same well over and over again, but like how adorable would Loki look dressed as a detective? Yeah. Like in IPI Loki, just bring him out there. So you're saying you bit him. Where? Where is that foot? Man, I think we should go wrestle. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to show up, but I think we should try. Just <laughs> hop on that shelf. Hand me my magnifying glass, please. What? Hook, I need your help. Come here. <laughs> Put me on your shoulders. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have to call the shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's head and shoulders above the rest. <laughs> anyway. Uh all right, so yeah, um, I think he. I agree. I, I don't think he's completely the fall guy. I'm just kind of. I just kind of wanted to pose that question because I saw that posted about six, seven times today uh, when I got home. Oh, I guess they had to fire somebody. Yeah, they fired the guy that bit a dude. Yeah, I mean, he did bite somebody, and also, I mean, let's be honest, he was probably just there as a favor. Yeah. It wasn't like they, I can't imagine that his input was like super valuable to them. Oh, I mean, what was he, an yes, agent? He was a trainer at one point, but like, do you really need a steal? He was an agent, producer, right? Um, For the company, I believe he was, yeah. But he used to also be a trainer. He was the one that trained Punk. It was Steel Domain Wrestling Academy Factory, whatever the fuck they called it in Chicago. Yeah, but I mean, those are a dime a dozen, those little agent people, producers. You can fucking hire any old wrestler to do that, right? More or less, yeah. Well, sorry, folks. No big loss here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw him on TV, what, once? Twice, maybe? That was it? So I'm not crying over this. Yeah, I know it's not good when someone loses a job, but uh, biting people bad. It's still, this is so, that's the hard part to believe. It's just like, I understand. I don't even blame him at all. Yeah. Like, defend your friend, defend your wife. If, if stuff starts going down, get involved. Sure, no problem there. But biting a motherfucker, just, I, I've never, I've been in fights before, and I've just never comprehended the idea of, like, the strategy just being like, all right, I need to bite this motherfucker. I mean, if you're down and, you know, out almost, and your your last choice is to fucking sink your teeth in, do what you got to do. But, I mean, I don't know. I got to be pretty bad to bite somebody. 
<laughs> I got to be beaten down. If you, if you are in the need to fight somebody, like you've already lost the fight. <laughs> Good point, Smart. You're in like the, the 11th hour. You're trying to find a way to just like get them to stop kicking you in the head or punching you in the face when they're on top of you. Like it's already, it's over. It is. It's over. You should just, you know, give it up at this point. Yeah, I'm sliding us over a little bit. Um, yeah, you should just give it up a little bit. Just give it up. I agree. But uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 I get it. They did have to get rid of somebody. And let's face it right now, getting rid of a... I, they think Punk is this huge asset. I gotta... I, let, let me pose this question to you. Have you missed CM Punk? Have you missed the fucking Young Bucks? Have you missed Kenny Omega? Did you miss Kenny Omega when he was hurt? I mean, not really, but I, that's sort of more of a compliment to the way that they do things. Is I mean, I guess you could say that's because the roster is bloated, but I look at it more in a positive of like they have so many people and they actually do a, for the most part, good job of like making people look relevant that you can you know, sort of just live off of them when the other people go down, get injured, get suspended, whatever you can use it, you know, new opportunities to push people you hadn't been pushing or you wanted to push, but just didn't have the time to like, they're not as dependent on one or two big stars in the way that like, if Roman Reigns goes down for a while, WWE is kind of fucks. And you know, that couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but that could be any day, Mm. any day. I mean, let's face it, any of us any day could be put on the fucking sidelines for anything. It's not right. just wrestling, it's not just that, but yeah, Roman Reigns went down right now? I don't know what they would fucking do. I mean, he's already working less, so that would be a scary thing. That would be a very scary thing. That might be why he's taking a little time off here and there, lightening up his schedule a little bit. Maybe so he doesn't get hurt and leave the fucking company stranded. Maybe. Maybe he just wants to spend more time with his family, um, which I can't blame him for. I mean, I didn't even, I'm, I'm fucking, I get to spend two, like two hours with my kids at night and that's it. They're gone. They're going there. They go to bed at eight thirty. So I get weekends basically. Ah, the old weekend. Dad. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we were busy all last weekend, all Last weekend, we were fucking running around. Goddamn popcorn sales. Told my wife, you're never going to be the popcorn colonel again. Ever. It's a nightmare, dude. Fucking nightmare. I'm home with the kids all weekend. And then she had a wedding to go to. I I ran around with the kids. She was at a wedding all weekend. Went to a bachelorette party Saturday. Called me drunk out of her mind. Oh boy! <laughs> Fifty minutes away, like I can do anything about it. Drunk, mean, and horny, <laughs> and I can't do shit about it because I'm all the way here with kids. You have no idea how happy I am that I am not in Nashville. Because, like, okay, like I am between two hours from Atlanta, two hours from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea how many just like photos I see on Facebook or on Instagram of like people I know. That are just the most obnoxious fucking, like, just obnoxious bachelorette party after obnoxious bachelorette party after obnoxious bachelorette party. Just all of them in Nashville. Like, these poor fucking bartenders, waiters, 
cooks, anybody that works in any sort of hospitality area in bars, restaurants in Nashville, their life has to be just fucking living, living, living. I can see it, man. Luckily, they didn't go to like La Bear or anything. They just uh, went to a uh, dueling piano place and the the uh, the bride got so drunk they didn't go to where they were supposed to. They were supposed to go to La Bear. My wife was not looking forward to it, so she says. I would have done the same thing. Oh, I'm not looking forward to going to see titties tonight. I'm not. I promise you. Right. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> Let me blow out your candles, please. <laughs> you know, let me put that back up for one more minute and I can take a hit real quick off this pipe. <laughs> Got to hide a little bit, you know? Got to hide it. Fucking Bible Belt motherfuckers can't make this shit fucking legal. Anyway. I'm doing... I'm, I'm good. I got one. I'm fine. Oof. What? You good? Yeah, no, I was seeing here. I was, I was, I was looking at some stuff, making sure that we didn't miss anything because sometimes we'll be on the air and new stuff will come up. And this isn't new. But I don't know if you saw this or not. I found it on Fightful. They're selling. We'll do a little bit of a screen share too, if necessary. But they're selling a replica, a 25 year anniversary, I believe. Yeah, Kane title. Really? Yes. I bet that's um, cool. Sort of like the. I can. I can. I can send you the link too if you'd like to. Go ahead and throw yeah, shoot it, up. it over to. Uh, I think I'm still on Messenger. If I'm not, I am. I'm on Messenger. They. Um, they did that uh, Table for Three show on the network, and it was uh, Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler, and Kane together, which is you, kind of an interesting. I didn't watch it, but right. it took me forever and a day to actually remember, like, what is it that these three men have in common? But <laughs> more than you think. I forgot the whole Isaac Yang couldn't get me. Uh-huh. There you go. So, yeah, did you get that over? Give me one yeah. second. Uh-huh. There it is. Let me pull that up for everybody. I'm just going to share the browser. It's actually a pretty cool title, but um, yeah, let me not say what it is that they want for that. Hold on here. Let me get this. I've got that. Just close everything. My internet is slow tonight. Sorry, everybody. It beats up. I'm just going to minimize it, and we'll start talking, and we'll get back to it in a minute. Maybe if I just put the thing in there, it'll work. Hold on. Let me see. No, I'm gonna, i i got to wait till it turns off. <laughs> it's pulling up. It's just... For some reason, my internet's taking forever tonight. I don't know why. I could barely watch Dynamite on streaming. I had to, uh, I had to watch it elsewhere. Heavens. You know, I mean, it's it's actually on my computer. But anyway, um, I watched it. I did, and this is still taking a minute to load up. We'll get back to this belt in a little while. I hope it doesn't stop the uh, computer the you know whatchamacallit stream I don't know we'll find out if it does I'm just going to leave it alone for right now and then we'll go back to that I guess um that was probably one of your little stories wasn't it indeed one of my little right, go ahead and continue with the story I'm going to keep trying to get this loaded up uh, well yeah I'll read about it I guess WWE has released a new signature series perhaps like a title in honor of Kane's 25th year, 25th year anniversary that's not how words work 25 year anniversary with the company Kane is a WWE Grand Slam champion he's a three time world champion I want to say world's champion because that's fun to say mm. uh, 
has also held the WWE Intercontinental Championship, among other accolades. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2021 on the October 19th episode of WWE on the show. And you have little uh, old Mayor Kane here. All right. Um, we, we disconnected for a second. I'm sorry. Mm, I see. No, it was it was the the probably my internet just went out for a couple seconds there. Sorry about that, Smart. Yeah. See, so the championship has a special red and black design to mm. match. His face is also on the strap, <laughs> the strap, and his nickname, the Big Red Monster, written in red letters. The championship is meant to serve as a tribute to Kane's remarkable WWE career. The championship is available for $499.99 on WWE. So if you have a spare, you know, $500 just laying around, you can go ahead and buy that. Mm. I've always got a little cash like that hanging around, four or 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is apparently an official proclamation, by the way. WWE recently announced that October is Kane Month in celebration of his 25-year anniversary. Really? Well, so right. no more of this breast cancer awareness bullshit. It's Kane Month. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm having a problem getting that loaded up. So I don't know what's going on with my internet tonight. It's not working, and I don't want to knock OBS off air again. So It's actually a pretty cool title. It's like uh, the old Winged Eagle title. I'll tell you what. Can you drop a picture? Uh, rip a, uh, not rip a picture, but post a. Try posting just the picture. Can you do that? Uh, you want me to send it via messenger? See if you can. Because I have the picture saved. I'll it to you wherever you want it. I can, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's just right now the only thing that'll load up my computer is messenger. Here, I know what Boom, I can. There you go. You know what I can do? I can get it. I can steal it. <laughs> I can. Oh, let me see what you got here. Never a bad chance to steal things. We all like that. All right. Yeah, I can get that picture real quick. Hold, please. Hold up. Wait a minute. Don't you love when we do this shit on live? That's right. On air production meeting. King says, "I wonder if King puts on the white contact." Uh, when he's goes when he goes to work as the mayor, old Mayor Kane of Knoxville. Mayor Kane, Kane the mayor. All right, we save image. I don't know the size of the image, but I'm not going to resize it because I don't have time for that. But give me two seconds, folks. I will get this right on line. Hey, where did it go? Oh, there it is. Yeah. And we post it. All right, it's going to pop up right there. Let me bring it right down here. I'll put it right in the middle of us. Man, that is a lot of red. It is. I mean, that is just red, 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 red. I, I don't really like it. I like it. As far as customizable, like, custom championships go, it's not bad. I don't like it. I really don't. I don't know why, but I don't like it. I I think too much red. I mean, I, I like the gold in the middle, but I think the strap is just so. I mean, I know those are his colors, but right. I don't like it. I don't like it that much. So it's it's not worth five hundred dollars to you. Maybe if they brought it down to like maybe two fifty. <laughs> no, I don't think two fifty would do it either, man. 
I don't I don't think so. Dot five zero. Two dollars and fifty cents. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, yes, there you go. I mean, yeah, you can at the very least at that rate sell it back to somebody. Twenty nine ninety nine, maybe. Yes, maybe. It's just I, I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't care for it very much. Just my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just don't like it. I I wish I could see it just a little better, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, I can I can. I can find somebody. pop that. No, I got it. I got it now. No, Stephen, I have no problem with champion belts being red. I just think it's a little. It to me, it just looks a little cluttered, busy. Isn't that if that was an outfit, I would call it too busy. Uh, Asking his face. Yeah, it just it, it just looks a little too cluttered to me. All the colors, like I said, the black and red just doesn't look like it's placed correctly to me. I could be wrong. I'm not an artist. I just don't it like it. Like being held at an angle too, that is important. That yeah. also is one thing. I wouldn't mind seeing the, the the rest of it, but you're right, it is being held at kind of an angle, so. But uh I don't know, man. I just uh I don't know. I don't really like it that much. I I apologize. That's okay. I don't think Kane's listening, but you never know. I am <laughs> that far from an accident. I think he'd be okay. I'm, 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 I'm respectfully saying I don't care for it. It's my personal opinion. You like it? That's fucking awesome. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's collectors love this stuff, man, and I get that. Yeah. I personally just, I, I don't have the money. I don't have the room. I don't have the. It's just I don't. I I wouldn't. I, would I collect stuff like this if I had the money, if I had the time? Probably. Probably. But, uh, no, red championship belts can look good. I just, for some reason, it just looks kind of cluttered to me. Fair enough. Yeah, here's my reasoning. <laughs> yeah. I think it works fine. But, yeah, that's, uh, there you go. Let me take that belt off the screen. There we go. That's The Sandy Bush has a little bit more color to it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I saw the whole belt right in front of my face, it would look different. I'll, uh, I don't know. Right now, that picture, I didn't care for it. I'll put it that way. Well, there you go. That picture, I didn't really care for it. Cheers to everybody. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be drinking. Again. <laughs> my wife bought me beer. <laughs> That just that sounded like the prelude to like just rock, red rock bottom is. She's gonna she's trying to kill me. I really think she is. She's she's trying to kill. She brings home liquor the other night, and I'm like, "What are you doing? This has to get drank. It's in the house. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Smark." I know exactly what you're talking about because anytime I see like on a movie or a TV show or like even in real life when it, when it makes its appearance, like those like liquor cabinets or like the people who just have like bottles saved, it's like that shit would never it'd be gone. It would be gone in the within the weekend. Yeah, I've got empty bottles on my fucking the, on the top of my kitchen counters. That's what I have in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if a bottle lasts more than three nights in this house, ah, something's wrong. Because there was a while there where I did want to try to have, like, my own home bar, but it just <laughs> wasn't going to happen because I wasn't going to, like, leave the bottles alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I know, man. I get it. But, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not the... Uh, I don't know. I just... 
I couldn't believe she did it. I'm like, I said, I told you not to buy me any more beer. I know, but it was cheap. Okay, I know, because it's Keystone. It's cheap. So she bought me that. And then Sunday she comes home with, she's like, I got about half a bottle of rum in the car. I'm like, oh, great. Half a bottle my ass. It was like fucking three quarters of a bottle. Was it Malibu? That's going to be my guess. No, something she likes called Diamond. Mm, interesting. It's called Diamond Rum. It's made from something healthy. I don't know. That's a good idea. King's saying they should have done a Scott Hall tribute belt, maybe a Bruno belt. I don't I know what a Bruno belt would look like, but Scott Hall, there's a lot of ways you could go with that. I would have loved to see a Scott Hall tribute belt. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, you know, time ain't over yet. Could 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 still show up. That is true. That's true. It, it could. It could. So, um. All right, what else we got here, Smart? We had Freddie Prince Jr. We talked about him. Oh, I think I forgot to put old Freddie up there looking happy again. Look how happy that man is. Mm-hmm. Such a happy guy. Such a happy guy. All right. <laughs> we need to, like, hold on to that picture, and if this wrestling promotion of his actually does end up happening, we're going to have to, like, wait until about three or four years and just put up, a like, a current day photo along with Happy Freddy and see how much, how drastically it's changed. It's like, you know, that, like, theory, or not really theory, but, like, how... And you, they show photos like people before they become president and then after they become president. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of see their soul leave their body, regardless of who they are. Like they just look a lot more like Obama age, like 15 years and the four years, like his first term. And it's just like it's that's like kind of the same thing of just running a wrestling promotion. Like if yeah. you find a before AEW Tony Khan and a current day Tony Khan, like I imagine it's a lot different. Yeah, they should do that for teachers now. Before I started teaching. After I started teaching. <laughs> and then, like, the after is just, like, them being in jail because they got involved with a student. I've seen the ones of the before and after for kids uh, that went to war, too. That one is pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. My God, does that shit age you. And if you ever watched the movie uh, Summer School, uh, you know, can turn you can turn you white. Is that the Rodney Dangerfield movie? No. That is Easy Money, maybe you're thinking of. I don't know. There's one he goes to school. Back to school, you're thinking of. (laughs) It's literally called back, damn it. Oh, well. Back to school is the one. That's the one you're thinking of. It's got the kid from Christine in it. The kid from Christine is in it, and uh, the uh, douchebag in that movie is fucking Johnny from uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, same guy. He did play more than just a douchebag and karate kid. Still say Daniel was the fucking bully. I watched a movie called Borderland the other day. It's on Tubi. It's a sort of a horror movie. I'd recommend it. It's a good movie, but it's about these like three American kids that go to Mexico but right before they go to college. And they're there and they're trying to like get drunk and trying to get busy or whatever. And they get like abducted. And like they're trying to sell you that the people that abducted them are the bad guys, but I'm not so sure. It's like I had a hard time figuring out who the villain in the movie was. Were they like, douchebags? That were that that bad? Their country and they like fuck everything up and they leave like their garbage all over the place. Like yeah, fucking kill them. Why not? Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you deserve that shit. I don't. Know, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure who the villain of that movie is. Ah, uh, speaking of movies, I should have grabbed this fucking teaser. I probably could have played it. Mm. 
A Christmas Story 2, A Christmas Story Story is coming out. November 17th. Okay, let's play the betting game of what about this? Do they fuck up? And it's just so that they can get everybody riled up on Twitter. Ralphie is in it. The original kid who played Ralphie is in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's on HBO Max. I'm excited. I want to see it. My wife said this teaser was awful. It didn't really give anything away, which it's a fucking teaser. It's not a goddamn a trailer difference. I don't know, man. I uh, I'm I'm excited. I want to see what it looks like, man, because I fucking love that goddamn movie. As we've talked about before, my favorite Christmas movie. Um, so I guess we'll see what's happening. This is one of the. I mean, I have watched my Christmas movies already. I I I watched Die Hard over the weekend, and Lethal Weapons, all of them. So I've seen my Christmas movies already. I can't get into it. I can't get into any of this pre. How any of this pre-Christmas stuff when before Halloween's over? Well, I mean, it's I'm I'm talking Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. I can watch those any time of year. True. I mean, I will go with you that Lethal Weapon or that Die Hard being a Christmas movie, whatever. That's fair enough. But I can't get behind this celebrating Christmas before Halloween stuff. Like oh. all the stores here have this all the Christmas stuff out and all the Halloween stuffs like by the clearance shit, and it's just no bueno and that was even like in like on the 5th of october i know we're coming like less than two weeks away from halloween now but even before that it was no good no i know oh shit oh sorry folks yeah i know i know it's not man but um it's the same here fucking christmas shit rolling out quick but i am excited to see that this however is not i'm not a horror fan so i never know what to fucking talk about in this month on fucking hollywood hangout i think i might just start taking fucking october off boy if only you had somebody at your disposal that has seen a plethora of those that would be willing to walk you through and help you out then i gotta watch them i don't want to i don't like horror movies y'all want a great horror podcast check out without your head (laughs) check that out that man knows how to do it. Actually, I think he's in L.A. right now, actually, doing some sort of horror convention. So, I want to go to one of those. I don't, I don't care. Some, this is, I don't care that much. I'm not like so involved that I would want you to go to a horror con just because of my love for horror movies. But it just seems like that's a great fucking people-watching opportunity. I'll bet. You just get a lot of like weirdos that just get drunk, and it's, it seems like a fun time. Yeah. Oh, Christopher... Uh... Christopher Kane is saying he's not sure how Dynamite beat NXT. Christopher, it, it was less than 100,000. It's kind of, yeah. Oh, that's what Jack is doing. Okay. Um, well, he's Nasty Neil on that show, Mr. Butler. Come on now. Let's get his names right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they are. He, he is a, in LA promoting his movie. movie. I, he's promoting his own movie. Fucking amazing. That's right. Good for him. He's coming on up. He, he has been, man. And I... I'm not sure this is the first one he's done. Really? That poor man has had to put up with my shit for like a decade. He deserves his own movie. I'm getting and there. Even me now. It was like me when I was a teenager, and I thought that being as mean as possible to everyone in his chat room was funny. Trying to figure out what I'm going to deserve after this. <laughs> purple heart. <laughs> what? Fucking purple heart. It's one thing to read my message bird pose. It's another thing to have to put up with my erratic schedule. <laughs> and the links for hours. Uh, I'll probably just deserve death as usual. Like, 
So like, anyways, Christopher Kane, not like in Dynamite, huh? Said he watched it this morning and said, no idea how I beat NXT. Eh, I mean, it, it, that was pretty even. You know, it wasn't that, it wasn't like they crushed him or anything like that. It, it was relatively even. I didn't think it was a, like they didn't dominate him or anything. Um, what, what, to be fair, I haven't watched NXT. It might have been a really good show. I, I was going to because I thought Halloween Havoc was this week, but it's actually next week. So I'm yeah, gonna actually, watch. I forgot the ratings. What was it? There it is. 725 and 676. I mean, come on. That's 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 not that. That's pretty close. I don't think it was that big. It, what, they, they didn't kill him. They didn't crush him. Nah, that ain't so bad. I don't know. To me, it was kind of, a, like I said, this is even um, in my eyes. But anyway, that was really it. Like I said, I'm sure they're uh, you know, happy with the demo, uh, 0.26 in the demo and a 0.18. So that'll be their saving grace. That's what they're going to dance around about. Uh, in their uh, backstage, probably for the rest of the week. Yeah. So there you go. We got a couple more things, and then we'll uh, get moving on here. Let me get that off of here. I already had that taken down back in. So, all right. What else we got here, Mark? I don't have that much. Let's go ahead. Tony Khan did say something about ROH. I guess we're talking about crazy things. Tony Khan said about ROH. I guess he was on uh, <clears throat> he was on one of the shows he does, uh, and he says we'll have great news about uh, Ring of Honor weekly shows. Our goal is to have one more great pay per view for Ring of Honor in 2022, and then follow that up with a weekly show in 2023. Smart. What do you think of a Ring of Honor show? I think it's necessary. I mean, if you're going to have the belts on your show, you're going to have the belts on Dynamite. You actually need Ring of Honor to have its proper show to actually feel like a promotion and not just like some sort of, I don't know, side deal to what's going on in AEW. Which, I mean, it would it would be basically, I guess, like a feeder system or, you know, like Bush League to what AEW is doing anyway. But like you actually need them to have their own show to make their belts being defended mean more than it does right now, I think. Yeah, but is it going to be their feeder system? I don't know about that. I think it's going to be just like a second promotion for Tony with different fucking a different roster and an, obviously a roster that can be interchanged whenever he wants it. Which I, I mean, I, I guess you could call it his. If he actually makes it a feeder system, it's a different thing. Um, but I mean, what do you do? Do you get rid of dark? Do you get rid of elevation? Do you? I mean. He didn't. By the way, I want everyone to. He did not say a weekly television show. He said a weekly show. This could still be a YouTube show. He's thinking of. We know he's talking to, to Warner about getting a weekly television show. But you're not a proven company yet. Only AEW is proven. Right now, after three years, but ROH is not. ROH is not known for having gigantic. A ratings to just you know shows they're not known for having giant shows. The only giant show they did was that first all in or all out. That was it. I think it was all in actually. That was the yeah. only one they were affiliated with, and that was probably their biggest show. So he'd either have to make it a completely different thing with a new roster. Or it would have to be, like you said, their feeder system, which 
would you want that on television? Mm, not necessarily. I mean, th- th- there's nothing wrong with doing a YouTube show about YouTube. and just giving, but like, just give it its own thing. Because, like, allegedly, the idea at first with like Dark, and I don't know about Dark Elevation, but with Dark, uh, what Jack Evans was saying was that it was supposed to have its own storylines, it was supposed to have its own feuds, and assumingly its own conclusions, you know, as the feuds played out. But it never became that. It just became a random series of matches just over and over again. No real reason to care all that much about it. So if you're using the, you know, if you're using the dark time slot or the dark, like instead of doing dark, you're doing it on the Ring of Honor show on YouTube and you're doing it that way. If you're still doing feuds and (laughs) storylines and things like that and just reasons to give, like reasons for people to care about the show, then that's good. Like, I mean, that would be better, I think, for you than what Darg's doing right now because I really seldomly watch it. Yeah, and, you know, I I am hearing some people complaining that uh, OROH is taking up the whole show. He's just shoving it down our throat. Not quite sure I agree with that sentiment. I don't think he's doing that at all. I mean, you, you, you can fucking go do something else while it's on if you don't want to watch it. That's another fucking... There's something else you can do. But uh, I I don't think he's doing that at all. I think he's trying to get these guys back on television so people know what's happening. I think putting the belt on Jericho is trying to get a little more exposure. We talked about that when Jericho won the belt. That's probably exactly what Tony's doing here. Ramping up for a television show, hopefully. And having your belt on Jericho, that could help if he wants to get a television show sooner rather than later. Uh Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I think uh, it would be pretty tough to do another promotion. But, uh, listen, it can be done. Obviously, it can be done. So, we'll see. If anyone can do it, I'd say uh, Tony and Cocaine can uh, join up and fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Absolutely. So I've heard. I mean, that is what AEW could use right now. It's a little bit of unity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, there's a great idea, Tony. Why don't you take and split your roster a little more than it already is? It'll never happen because of any number of just a dozen allegations against him now. But how great would it have been if, like, Velveteen Dream came back and instead of doing a Prince gimmick, he was doing a Rick James gimmick? Oh, yeah, that's not going to work anymore. No. That, that, I mean, we could still give it to somebody else. Like, what, what's Rich Swan up to these days? He could pull that off. Um, I have no clue, actually. He's an impact, I think. But he's, uh, I don't think he's an impact anymore. Is he not? I can look this up. I don't know. I ran over my cord, folks. Sorry about that. Which I feel bad for him, too, because like, he never had charges formally filed against him, either. Yeah. Then he ended up getting doomed to impact for like a decade. And it was just like, oh, Christopher Kane said he's watching commercial about medication for a bloodborne disease while Moxley is sitting here bleeding. I mean, it's perfect timing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's perfect. Fucking Hangman's sitting there with his face on the mat, down. No one can fucking move him. And Moxley's just sitting over there, standing there, bleeding. Fuck. 
Well, according to old Wikipedia, he is still a part of Impact Wrestling. Oh, all right. Well, good for him. Good for him. Um, I guess speaking of Moxley, since we're going to get into uh, a few things with John Moxley in just a little bit, little Adam Page, little John Moxley, um, he actually did a little interview. Um, and basically, it was a Sports Illustrated interview he did. And uh, he was sitting there, and they were interviewing him, and he, they started asking him about the fact that he was supposed to take some time off during uh, right when uh, this whole media scrum went down. And it says, uh, I was going to be gone and off television for six to eight weeks before all the shit at the presser went down. It wasn't that I needed a vacation. I was feeling good and feeling hot. I just... Yeah, it just had to do with what Tony was going to do for a story. Pretty sure it was MJF Punk. I'm pretty sure it was, too. I think we all were pretty sure about that. He says, going into All Out, I was thinking, after I get through this match, that's it for a while. <clears throat> I wrestled the match, and we kicked each other's ass. I was happy. Chicago was happy. Everybody backstage was happy. I went out to smoke a cigarette with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> In celebration. Everything went down while I was out back. I came in, walked to the locker room, and my vacation lasted 30 minutes. <laughs> this poor fucking guy. By the time I crawled to bed that night, I was pretty sure uh, we're going to pretend that that vacation was never going to happen in the first place. But it's all good, you know. You got to roll with the punches. He kept going. A year ago, man, I wasn't in the same headspace. I probably would have been pissed my vacation got canceled so abruptly. It was uh, I was all fucked up. I hated traveling. I was living in Vegas. Felt like I was in an airport flying coast to coast, and I was sick of leaving my family. I thought about freelancing when my deal was up. Not that I would leave AEW. I didn't want to be there every week. I was in a bad place. Then I went to rehab and all that, and now I'm in a totally different position in life. We're back living in Cincinnati, too, which is great. I look forward to going to TV every week. I get to see all my friends in the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not fucked up mentally. Not quite sure that was the right statement to make. I have a clean way of thinking. My life is completely different than it was a year ago, and I'm all for the better. There you go. And yes, as King just said, he did. He got his wife in AEW, too, so he's not leaving the family as much. Still has a child, so he is... uh, not seeing the kid as much, but at least he's with his wife more. That's definitely a good thing. And um, I don't I'm know, man, you know we kind of praised him for just kind of stepping up. And, you know, we there were rumors that he was supposed to go on vacation. Obviously, those were true. And, I mean, hell of a guy stepping up, doing this, not pissed. Just said, you know, Tony, I, I got you. Not only that, but this guy just signed it for another five years. That include doing more things than just wrestling, mentoring, training, things like that. So we'll see what happens. King said it like when I was like six words in. Um, So this guy is, like he said, not that I would leave AEW, but obviously he was just in a bad place. Obviously he loves this company and doesn't want anyone to think he wants to go anywhere. So... Good for him, man. He's in a great place. He 
he the, the storyline's going great. They threw him in it, and he has no problem doing it. So, what else, man? I was I was just gonna say I think it'd be great if like now that it came out or you know before he signed the contract, after he got Renee the job, he's like, well, all right, so I am going to uh, sign with WWE again. It's been fun. I need to get away from this one. So I was just talking to Triple. All right, we'll hire the wife. Oh, I do. I wasn't gonna ask that. Um, oh, you weren't? I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, yeah, so we're just talking to Triple. Yeah, you can be a mentor and a coach. Wait, 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 wait. Well, it, is, I, it, it is sort of wild that he's like the locker room leader. That like the most mature and stable person on your roster is a guy who like once got pilled out of his head and fucked a woman dressed like in a bear costume. And that, a guy, yeah. that is the mature man in your locker room. And and a guy who has absolutely zero issues bleeding, but I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we kept hearing some words when it came to the Bucks and even Omega and even Punk, you know, the, the locker room leader, the, you know, stepping up. But I don't know, man. I, I, I think some other people have had the chance to step up. Last great thing I heard from that backstage was that video that we played of Eddie Kingston. Doing that fucking, you know, kind of getting, you know, doing a little rah-rah speech for the, for the, uh, before a dynamite. That was fucking amazing. You know, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just. I find it weirdly relatable, or I guess, or it just sort of like brings back memories to me because I worked at this place one time and there was this lady who was like the bartender there she was in her 40s but like she had to have been bartending since she was like 21 like she had she had years and like everybody would be involved in their own little drama and bullshit people would be talking about this person so you know talking shit about this person this person was trying to sleep with that person there'd be all these all this little drama and fighting and you know people trying to dip their pen in company ink and shit like that but she would always just be like out there, like outside by the dumpsters having a cigarette while all this like drama and bullshit's going on. She's just like, like clockwork. Anytime something was fucking going on, she'd just always be out back having a cigarette. <laughs> so I heard that like Moxley was just back out there having a cigarette with Kingston while all this shit's going on. It's just like, yep, he's at that point in his life now where he's like, these motherfuckers. Just I think could. about walking back in. Just think about you're smoking a cigarette. You walk back in. And all hell has broken loose. Now, mm-hmm. I wonder if the pressure was over at that point or someone or I, or, <laughs> <laughs> or if someone just or if someone just grabbed him like, I think Tony's going to need to talk to you in a little while. <laughs> there's just like a, there's like a fucking just instead of the bat signal, it's like just fucking Tony Khan's bug eyes just like light up in the sky. <laughs> just imagine Kingston. Walking back in. What the fuck's going on here? I'm going to do <laughs> They're going to need you, partner. I'm going to be at this GI Fridays. Where's Taz? <laughs> I'm supposed to get him on a, a, a fucking Ferris wheel later. <laughs> i got to help him get in his airport seat, partner. I ain't got time for this fucking drama. I, I do. I would like to believe that one punk said if anybody had a problem, they could come say it to his fucking face. I would like to think that Kingston's like just his spider senses started tingling. Like, Tony, I got permission now. I got permission. Let me punch, him in the face. Let me punch this cocksucker. And no, I mean, he wasn't even involved. He wasn't he even the guy. 
He, I mean, he was out back. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know if they were done with their cigarette when the fucking when the uh, the the the, the throwdown happened. <laughs> the 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 backstage brawl for all. <laughs> oh, what a bunch of fucking assholes back there fucking fighting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, hey. Oh shit. Anyway. Um that is wild that that is going to be like that's the moment of the year. Like yeah. nothing going to surprise. Well, I shouldn't say that because anything it does is going to be really sad, so we don't want to talk about it, but that's going to be the fucking moment of the year. It's just a, a, a backstage fight that we'll never get to see. Dude, think of some of the crazy shit that's gone down just this year. Vince leaving, that fucking scrum, fights backstage, all the drama in fucking AEW, all the shit that happened, you know, all just on top of what happened with Vince, just not him just leaving, but everything else going down. Dude, end of year awards are going to be fucking mad this year. Mm-hmm. On top of that, there's some great matches happening right now. There's some great shit going on in wrestling, even in WWE that I'm actually starting to try to keep up with. It's not as easy with my job, but um, but I agree with these guys. Rollins right now is doing great. Rollins been has been doing great since we were covering WWE when he was do, wearing the fucking crazy outfits in Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And I mean. I guess apparently based on what happened on this week's Raw, Corbin is relevant now. Or they're they're putting a lot of stock in Corbin at the moment. Who? They paired him up with JBL. He apparently had a pretty long match, which was like actually from the Observer. I just saw a headline that said, "Was was Corbin's match too long?" Well, it was almost as long as JBL's suit. Oof. JBL looked like. He was about to go sing, be the lead singer for fucking uh, Talking Heads. Now you might ask yourself, Mago. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Okay. It's JBL in a big fucking suit dancing around. I swear, I wish I could find the picture of that fucking suit, man. I should have looked for it earlier. Oh, but I would give good money to see JBL just fucking karaoke talking heads. Uh, he looked like he borrowed a suit from fucking Omos or something. <laughs> it was not. Braun, maybe. It, 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 all I saw was the suit. I didn't see the whole segment, but JBL is just another one who we obviously forgive for some of his bullying backstage. I don't know why we have to forgive it. Do we have to really let that kind of shit go, go by? Really? Okay. Okay. I thought we were canceling people for shit like that. Not JBL. No, no. Okay. No, not JBL. He throws a great lariat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, clearly you've never tried a Mama Joama energy drink. Clearly I never have. <laughs> Those commercials were fucking amazing. We won't do it again, but literally just look up Mama Joama energy drink commercials. <laughs> Those were great commercials, man. I agree. They were fucking amazing. They were fucking great. And there was more than one, which was the, even better. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, you got any more? Yes, yes, yes. Um, So we're going to do, I'll hit you with a, like a real quick 
sad. Like, we're going to do real sadness and fake sadness. Oh. We're so just as a quick blurb, there's no point in reading the entire article. The Jeff Hardy pre-trial hearing for the DUI has been moved to November. So we'll probably talk about that as it goes on. Uh-huh. That's real depressing. Now the fake depressing. Um, during an appearance on the Not Sam Wrestling Podcast with Sam Roberts, you can thank me for the plug later. I expect a favor to be returned, asshole. Bobby Lashley revealed an outside-the-box storyline idea that he once pitched to Vince McMahon. Lashley said he proposed an angle a year or two ago where he would go through, quote, severe depression after losing a match. Lashley said the story would have involved him gaining 40, 50, 60, or 70 pounds before eventually transitioning back to his normal self. I told Vince a year ago, I think a year or two ago, I told him, I want to do this character. He said, what is it? I said, if I get beat one time, I want to go into the severe depression and put on like, well, I'm not going to, 70 pounds. They did the 40, 50, 60 thing again. And just be fat and be a completely different character. And then have somebody like MVP or somebody that's on my side kind of like pull me back. And then have a crowd. And then have the crowd watch this transition back to me. And he said, there's no way you could do that. I said, man, I think I could do it. I'm sad that I missed the opportunity to both do a Lashley impression and a Vince impression. Um, anyways, when Roberts asked Lashley if he would pitch the storyline again now that Triple H is in charge, Lashley responded by laughing at the idea. A feud between Lashley and Brock Lesnar began when Lesnar attacked Lashley on Raw last Monday. It appears as that Lashley and Lesnar will face off at Crown Jewel. That'll be fun for everyone. On Saturday, November 5th. So there you go. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. What would you think about the idea if it actually happened or just sort of the concept? Like People do that shit all the time in movies where they'll put on like 40 pounds to be a character and then they'll lose it. But we've never really seen anything like that in wrestling. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be kind of cool, I think. I mean, Christian Bale did it. It is awful for your body. I definitely understand that. Um, but, I mean, I guess it could be done, which... Uh, I mean, it it seems sort of stupid, sort of cool at the same time. It would be interesting, something that I don't think's ever been done before. So that'd be great to see something that's never been done before. Original is always great. So I guess we'll have to. Uh, it's like if you have him lose, you have him be all depressed. And then he like eventually loses the weight back and gets back to where he was. How do you do that without like killing his credibility? Is the problem with that? Because then, like, if you have him just be like sad, fat, sack of shit, Lashley, like, how do you like? You gotta be very careful with how you balance that so that it's kind of ready to rumble. Ooh, think about it. It's kind of the storyline of ready to rumble. Yeah, with Jimmy the King. Long time, but yeah, yeah, Jimmy the King is some fat, washed up old piece of shit who fucking. Did uh, David Arquette and some other dude, uh, uh, James Conn's son, try to get back in the ring? Right. And get in shape. He get they get him in shape again. He gets back in the ring. It's a little ready to rumble. Kind of interesting though. It would have been, been kind of cool to see that. I mean, we sort of had a bit of a version like that, not with the weight gain, but like they were doing that Happy Corbin thing for a while there, where he like fell on hard times. He was like just totally depressed and shit like that and then he pulled through for the best now i guess he's hanging out with jbl and his suit's too big for him yeah and that story turned out just as bad as we figured it would but uh 
Actually, you, you got a point there. I don't think I don't think a happy ending is being like paired with JBL. Ooh, dear, happy ending. Look out, be careful in the shower. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, King's right. I mean, fifty to eighty-five pounds. That's a, that's a that is hard to do. But um, like I said, actors have done it. Like the Christian Bale would. I mean, he lost a ton for that that one role he did. Then he gained a bunch of weight for one role. Um, people have done it. I think he. I think he could do it. I think Lashley can do it. Lashley could. I think it would be so weird to see him all fat and out of shape. Mm-hmm. Just because we've never seen him fat or out of shape, <laughs> the guy's been a fucking beast forever. <clears throat> I could see why he wanted to do it. Maybe show he's got some acting chops, right? You know, maybe get a marine movie out of it. <laughs> the fat marine. No, once he got back and fuck Jesus Christ. That would have been, there it was, dude. That would have been how he got back in shape. The Marine movie. Dude, the guy is from a fucking military. It would fit. I see. No, they use fucking The Miz. I have a story that ties in so well that it's going to have to be an off-the-air thing. (laughs) That, okay. Let's just wait then. (laughs) Well, you know, I was watching that video. Of uh, when Joe Rogan was on Fear Factor and that dude t- attacked him. Yeah, no, that was uh, was that not the like the celebrity edition? It was like some fucking nobody from the real world where he was like getting his, he was yelling and the guy was like, hey, 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 and Joe was like, no, hey, hey, hey. Well, and they fighting and shit, and then like they cut to the Miz and he's like, this is getting intense. No, the Miz is first of all, the Miz is who broke up the fight, and it was uh, she was the the guy's wife hit Johnny Fairplay. Oh, yeah, it's former Impact Wrestling star John Fairplay. It was Johnny Fairplay. She punched him, and Rogan was like, you can't fucking hit him. What he did, though, is he accused the other, the dude, he's like, you know, you and your husband want to hit each other. I don't care. And the (laughs) husband was like, I don't fucking hit her. That's not what Rogan meant. And that poor fucking guy had absolutely no clue what, what, I mean, Rogan will kill a motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't like fucking. He wasn't like de evolution Joe Rogan. Because, like, no. he's basically going backwards on the evolutionary chart. That motherfucker is half gorilla. Yeah, point. but Joe Rogan also has been a fucking black belt in Taekwondo since he was a teenager. Sure. I mean, he's legit. I'm just saying, but he didn't look like how he looks now. So no. you wouldn't think you wouldn't expect him to have this sort of acumen that he has no but there's old videos from back then of him throwing fucking kicks and knees and i'm telling you now that guy he he immediately got him in the plum all he had dude one knee is all it would have took for that guy to be fucking on the ground twitching mm-hmm. one knee from joe rogan that dude is a fucking maniac and he was a maniac back then we just didn't fucking know it yet he was he he he, he had a cameo on one of the uh I think more underrated skits on Chappelle's show. Cause it's just Dave Chappelle in like a fucking, like just like a cheap mustache and a stupid hat. And he's walking around New York and he's like, he's on the hunt for great New York boobs. That's literally yes. the whole segment. Yes. Well, dude, we talked about that whole fucking show. I think we this talked about Joe that episode. Man, he sees fear factor. He knows a thing or two about great New York. boobs. It's just like <laughs> Joe Rogan's is like staring off distance. He was probably stoned as fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, oh yeah absolutely he was stoned I mean, out he was on that too he was on uh, the Tyrone Biggums 
Because he did another. There's one of the skits where Tyrone was on the Fear Factor. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And when Joe Rogan was on that, we I'm sure we talked about that when we did that episode on Hollywood Hangout. Um. So. I don't know, man. That would be a. Uh... Is though the Miz always shows up in random ass spots? Because I don't know. I talked about there was a documentary on Netflix about Woodstock '99. Yeah. It opens up with the fucking Miz. Like it's wild. Like he's there as just a concert goer, but he just managed to, as the Miz would, managed to just find the TV camera, get himself some airtime. Oh, dude, he was. I mean, he's always been sort. Of, I'm telling you, man. After that fucking show. He's always been sort of popular, and I'm telling you, guys, dude, the guy has made a hell of a career for himself. Married very, very well. Mm-hmm. Got his kids. Got a great life. Got a great house. Got a great this. You know, usually those people fall into obscurity or have to fucking you know sell drugs to fucking stay relevant and get busted for it. Miz has done great for himself, man. The most annoying guy you thought was going to end up a piece of shit out of fucking no one's ever going to know this guy turned out to have a fucking excellent career. You got to fucking, you got to give a little bit to him. Well, it's funny because like on the real world, he's like, I want to be a pro wrestler. And everybody was like, ah, this motherfucker. And then he shows up at WWE and he's like, I want to be a pro wrestler. And they're, they still look at him like, ah, this motherfucker. <laughs> and he just... Persevered, he just kept showing up and eventually it turned out for him. It turned out well. I think he did great. Like I said, he married very well. My lord, that woman takes some that that woman is so photogenic. Mm-hmm. My God, Maurice is photogenic. Whew. And like she gets better every time she has a kid. Like he's that's some lucky shit. Dude, the older she gets, the better looking she gets. Like mm-hmm. Trish, Trish, Trish is the same way. So the, these women in wrestling are starting to age a lot better than they used to. I'll tell you that right now. Something about the fact that drugs aren't as readily available. <laughs> <laughs> that anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't argue with that. So, but anyway, some of the ones that like didn't indulge in the party lifestyle aren't so bad. Like Bull Nakano still looks fine. Yeah, and then there's these young ones that just look like this. Mm-hmm. My Lord, have mercy! Just want to blow out all those candles. That one in the middle looks like she's gonna burn her hair. I'm a little nervous for. Her. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to blow that candle out. <laughs> That's a fire hazard. They'll have chokers on. You know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're covering up. They're covering up being choked already. Track marks. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Uh, you get any others? Uh, I, well, yeah, I it was sort of did a combo of two stories there. The Jeff Hardy thing got pushed back. The pre-trial hearing for the DUI got pushed back to November. Yeah. And that super. I thought the Lashley thing was pretty interesting. But other than that, no, I think we pretty much got everything covered. That was interesting. That was very interesting, actually. I didn't even see that today. But um, I guess we could jump into AEW. Uh, like everyone's been saying, I thought it was a good show, too. I guess Christopher Kane, a little, uh, little on the fence about it, didn't care for it very much. But he didn't say he hated it. Uh, and Dirk was there. So like I said, he was sending, uh, I guess, me and Smart also pictures and videos. 
Um, but yeah, he was live there. I didn't. I, I don't think I've ever asked where Dirk lived. I didn't know he was in that area. But really it's, cool. You said that before. It's not. I'm not betraying any trust. But yeah, he lives in Cincinnati. Yeah, I just said that area. That's a big area. That's a big area. That's vague. It's like I live in Texas. Shit, I'll give you my fucking address. I don't care. Come on down. Come on, have a drink. I'm I'm alone for a couple of days. <laughs> See, at first I sounded like sort of a thinly veiled threat, and then it just sort of became sad. No, <laughs> and I ain't scared. <laughs> I am heavily armed. It's <laughs> like in Fort Knox over there. Notice I said heavily. I am heavily armed. I have heavy arms. So. Ah. Mm. Very, very, very good. So, AEW Dynamite was on yesterday. And uh, like I said, I thought it was a really good show. I thought they started off pretty fucking hot with the Orange Cassidy and the best friends come out. Uh Orange Cassidy with the title in a backpack because he's too fucking lazy to carry it. I didn't realize this. I, I got to tell you, I did not realize this match was for the title. The trio title? Yeah. But I I didn't. I don't know why I didn't realize it, but I didn't realize it. Um. But uh, listen, good match between these three. Listen, I, I, I said last week and I've said a bunch of times before, I'm not going to get all long-winded, but you put Pac and Orange Cassidy in there, it's not going to go bad. It is going to go well. They're fucking great together. And uh, the other guys, they are what they are. I don't really care for the best friends, but... Um, I thought you were going to say, I was like, geez, like, fucking, I like Phoenix. What's the deal? <laughs> but yeah, I did. I don't know. I like Chuck Taylor. I, I don't I care one way or the other about Trent. Yeah, see, I don't care for Chuck. I think he's one of the most indie-rific people I've ever seen in my life. I, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. I don't. I once went to an independent show wearing a Miz t-shirt. He made fun of me for it for about 10 minutes, and that just sort of won me over. Because I, I was going to give him money, and he just stood there insulting me. And I was like, all right, I like this guy. Prick. <laughs> I mean, that's that's... That's how you win me over. Oh, there you go. I guess it is. Well, Death Triangle did win. A little help from the hammer. But they did win. Valentine? Uh, no. I didn't see any lesbian gym teachers out there. Did you? Well, maybe. But I, there, was, there was a couple of cool, like, it was a very pile driver heavy episode of Impact. Or not Dynamite. No, I said yeah. Yeah. Because there was like there was a spot there where they hit, and I want to say it was Phoenix. Uh, no, it's Pentagon because he does he does the pile driver. They hit Pentagon with like two different pile driver variations, just like back to back. That look, it, they both look pretty intense. It was pretty cool. I liked that they the, the uh, entrance that that triangle does because like yeah. each one comes out from a different side of the entrance ramp, so it, like it actually makes them look like they're more of like a super team than an actual trio. Which, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they basically are. Because all three of them are kind of single stars in their own right. So, But it was cool how they did that. Like, the, those pile drivers looked cool. There was another pile driver at the uh, during the women's match that happened right after that. There was a lot of fucking pile drivers on the show. They all looked good, though. I'll say that much. But, nice. yeah, it was a match. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it was. And Jericho hit one on Jerry Lynn. 
that was a tombstone pile driver on Jerry. Very light, gentle, like there was toilet paper on the bottom of that. It was so light. Jericho took care of him. I get it. I do get it. Um, but yeah, not a bad match. Then we had the uh, we had this kind of Moxley Adam Page little promo video pop up there. Then we had Tony Storm versus Sheeta. This was for the yeah. Can, do they have to fucking announce it every time as the interim AEW Women's Champion? Tony Storm must be like. I'm still the fucking shit. Can we stop this shit? <laughs> Tony Storm, the diet champion. It's like saying she's champion for now, but we know it's not going to last. <laughs> she's the fucking stepfather of champions. Tony Storm, she's not your real dad. That's Rhea Ripley's champion. That sounds like something on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Storm, not your real dad. <laughs> Although it would say Tony Storm, he's not your real dad. <laughs> uh, shit. Anyway, let's keep going from here. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I'm just sick of hearing the word. We don't need to add the word interim. You are right, though, because I felt the same way. Because I was like actually kind of excited for the match, and they were like. Tony Storm, the interim champion, is like, by the way, this the title match you're about to watch is not really all that important. Well, it's like, yeah, gee, thanks. I, I remember. And they don't blow by the word. They don't go hey, interim. They go interim. It's like they push the word out there and you're just like, it just doesn't sound good. There's no, I, I just feel there's no reason for it. Well, I mean, what, what are they worried about? Offending Thunder Rosa who fucking, you know, she said she did. She literally relinquished the fucking title. I don't understand why they're even doing an interim champion. She relinquished the title. Stop fucking using the interim. Just stop. I don't care if Thunder Rosa comes back next week. It's not worth it. It it really... Yeah, I'm not going to say it lowers Tony Storm because she's very talented and pushes through it, but she's it, it's got to feel a little shitty. That's all I'm saying. Gotta feel shitty. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway. Well, I agree. Because, I mean, you you are defending the title and you're out there busting your ass and doing everything you can to sort of get that belt over anyway. And they're just like, yeah, she's not the real champion. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, and the secondary champion. You know, oh, the other chick. It's like being the side chick. Mm-hmm. And they announce you as the side chick. <laughs> it's like, that's just awful. <laughs> tough decision to make <laughs> as to like where I'd want either one of them on my depth chart. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Figured out yet? Yeah, I, I, I think I would go with, I mean, I think I would go with the way it is now. I think I would put Thunder Rose a little bit ahead of Tony Storm, but it's all preference. There. I mean, both have good accents. Both have good. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong either way. It's just. No, I know. think I'll just start uh, keeping with the story before you get in more trouble here. Um, oh, all right. Let's do it. Oh, well, I mean, did we ever talk about the match? Because it was a good match. And it was. 
No, we're actually not. We're, not, we're actually not even finished with it. Actually, we haven't even got to the part that kind of is a little, is pretty interesting. The fact that uh, Storm did retain uh, Rebel and Jamie Hader beating her down. Britt Baker comes out. Soraya comes out mm-hmm. and actually starts throwing some punches. We actually saw Soraya in action tonight, kicking Britt Baker's ass. Obviously. She is cleared to wrestle. Obviously, we've heard that. We didn't, you know, didn't doubt it. Rebel keeps beating down Storm, Jamie, with with Hater, and we see Rio come out. Rio, mm-hmm. tiny, little, little Rio, who was like scared to go down the ramp because you know she might fall because she doesn't weigh but fucking you know twenty six pounds wet. But anyway, um, she comes out. She makes the so the save for Tony Storm, and uh, crowd was happy to see her. Seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same issue that I have with every one of them that has obligations elsewhere that are like more of a priority. Is it's just it's hard to get into any of the international talent, especially on the female end, when you know that they're just going to be going back to their home promotion after a couple of weeks or a month or two or whatever. It's just, it's hard to build momentum that way. We've yeah. had this problem with Rio. We had the problem with, you know, we had any of the females that, you know, wrestle for stardom or Tokyo Joshi pro or wherever the fuck they're at. Just, you know, they're going back there. So it's really hard to get too wrapped up in anything they're doing. Yeah. I see what you're, I see. And, and you're right. We, it is hard to get involved when you know someone's going to be going back, when you know there's not going to be a long, drawn-out storyline, when it's going to be kind of not a one-and-done, but it's definitely not going to fucking be something that sits there and grows and lasts. I, I get it. I agree. I do. I do. Um, FTR is where we're used to seeing them, just doing a quick interview backstage. Boy, they used the, they used the hell out of Renee tonight. Mm-hmm. They have been. They did last week too, a little bit, but yeah, even more so this week. Oh, she was all over that show tonight, man. She was everywhere tonight. Uh, I'm no problem with it. I have zero issue with it. I think that woman is insanely hot, <laughs> and she actually is. I mean, I'll give her. She, she absolutely is, but I'll give her credit in her own right, though. Is like she actually feels like she's a personality, and she's not just an interchangeable backstage person. Because, like, the, w, the the people that do the interviews, men and women in WWE, like, I could not fucking tell them apart if you paid me. Most of the time, you're right. You're right. But um, I, she, and she's just absolutely, I think she's absolutely, like I said, insanely hot. Um, but, she, and if you ever watched her on, what was that show, Total Divas, she's a cool chick. She's a cool chick. Like she was always wanting to have fun, caring for people. She's a a good person, which helped. I actually thought she was hotter after I watched her on Total on Total Divas. I actually was like, my God, this, no wonder everyone you know is no wonder everyone loves this person. Mm-hmm. She's a good she's a good person, but uh, and you know never really got into arguments or anything on the show. Just. Even though that show was all about drama, she really wasn't really ever into it. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess Keith and Swerve are sort of back together. There's sort of some tension going on. 
they were backstage with uh, FTR. There was a little tension still going on, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Like, either fucking break them up or fucking put them back together. Right. I did get a kick out of last week where you just had like Keith Lee like reprimanding Swerve. Yeah. Or just not, like he is totally just like the dad or uncle of pro wrestling at the moment. This is great. Well, I don't know. He speaks better than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I see him more than my dad. I wasn't even gonna ask you, Smart. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go there. You went there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll get through this little part real quick here. We had Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and uh, Darby Allen. They get into this big brawl backstage. Lethal and Sanjay, they put Darby underneath the garage door, and they close the garage door on him, and they start beating him down. So he was pinned down by the garage door, which doesn't hurt that much. I've had it happen. You've been pinned down by a garage door and just like kind of stomped on. But I've worked in warehouses my whole life and I have drunk friends. Yes, I've been pinned down by a garage door. It was on my birthday. That was the only way they could get me down to give me fucking hit me. They tried that's, grabbing that's like me. Also applies to like the attack by Jay Lethal. So, yeah, it didn't hurt all that much. Yeah. Like, look, I've I've worked in a warehouse before. I've been kicked by Jay Lethal before. It it, it doesn't hurt. No, they were, it was my birthday. They were trying to give me the old, uh, you know, hitting me with, uh, like, you know, the, the birthday hits. Three of them couldn't get me down. So six of them grabbed me, put me underneath the door, closed down the door, and they spanked the shit out of me. <laughs> I, it took me about eight beers to sit down that night. Mm. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I've said before, and I've said it on this show before, your, your, your friends when you're younger are actually the biggest assholes to you. See, I, I was fortunate in that regard, because the only story I have that is even remotely, like, with that is, like, my 19th birthday. I got really, well, let's say 21st birthday, technically. I got really drunk. I was 19. Um, and I was at a friend's house. And I wasn't staying there. I was staying at another friend's house, but it was two two of my friends were there. So we end up driving to his house. I am fucking just absolutely drunk. I end up throwing up in the poor guy's car, whatever. Uh, we get to his house, the guy whose house I'm spending the night with. I go to take a shower. I am fucking just absolutely obliterated. I fucking like sud myself. I, I rinse myself off a little bit. And then I just like straight up just lay down. Water's still running everything. And, like, I wake up the next day, and I am still, like, I wake up the next day, I am butt-ass naked in the shower, and the water is off. So at some point, somebody came in, saw me just passed out butt-ass naked in the shower, and just with the water running, and then just sort of turned the nozzle, closed the door, and called it a night. Oh, my God. Nothing got drawn on me. As far as I know, nobody did anything. They just, they're just like, well, let's uh, not let him drown to death, I guess. This dumb motherfucker. We'll turn this off. That's pretty good. See, th- that was the thing. My, my friends never did the drawing on me or anything. I usually wasn't the one passed out at a party. <laughs> so 
there were times. There were there were a couple times the the you know the the the, the, the alcohol didn't hit me right, but most of the time it wasn't me passed out at the party, um, and we were, we just weren't that big on drawing on people. I, I I can't fucking I can't even draw a good stick man, so I'm certainly not drawing on anybody. So maybe because I didn't do any drawing on people, that never happened to me. Mm-hmm. But that never happened. Um, I've woke up with like, you know, passed out and woke up with uh, sausages, hot dogs, um, cucumbers, uh, you know, placed on me. <laughs> but uh, that's about as worse as my friends ever got. Nothing. I didn't like drive home with a fucking, you know, dick on my face ever or something. See, that wouldn't have been, I mean, that's whatever, it's just mischief. King saying it would have been funny if somebody just, like, sort of just pushed me to the side and showered while I was, like, laying there unconscious. That that, that would be kind of funny, yeah. They might have. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that that's not what happened. Somebody fucking, actually, you know what did happen, and it sucked ass. The guy whose house I was staying at, he was my friend, his mom was into me. And I was not into his mom. This is not one of those like Pornhub type stories. She, I'm sure she was a nice lady, but it just there was no, there was nothing there. So, anyways, I, but I knew she was into me or whatever. But I had on a pair of underwear and like a shirt, and that was all that I had on because my my pants I didn't have pants at the time. Whatever. Do I need to get some porno music for this? No. Oh, okay. came knocking on the door the next day while I'm just like fucking like I'm hung over as shit. I have a shirt that he let, he's letting me borrow and my underwear. And she comes knocking. He's like, dude, get the door. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> not answering the door fucking in my underwear for your mom. It's like, no, this is not happening. Like, get out of here. Dude, you could have gone all MILF. What, 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 uh, no, she? because... I like is two of the parts of the acronym to the term MILF. And I did not. That was not a mother that I would have liked to have fucked. No, that bad. Unfortunately. Wow. That's not good. Sorry. I understand. I I see what this face is. I understand that beggars cannot be choosers. But even in such condition, it was still just like, nah, it's it's not good. If I I can't perform, it's not worth it. And I, I don't know if. If it was a working situation, that would have been ideal. Oh, all right, then we'll just leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> anyway, what is the next fucking segment? We've gone off the rails, so dude. The far. next segment is fucking was. I really feel this was one of the best segments I've seen in a very long time. Oh uh, yes, the MJF William Regal thing. Yes, and, and, and I'm not just talking on AEW. I'm talking in wrestling alone. This, like you just said, Smart, this Regal MJF segment, it, Tony Schiavone did the right thing, just sitting back and fucking letting them fucking give us the gold we got from this promo. MJF talking, uh, talking about his WWE tryout and how, you know, uh, Regal, in, in one email, you crushed my dreams. Regal with his smirk throughout the promo, especially during that. MJF's like about to fucking cry. And Regal's got this fucking smart ass fucking smirk on his face. 
And then, you know, he, he then he lets loose. If a fucking email is what really had you fucking hanging on, well, I'm sorry, sunshine. I love when he does the sunshine thing. Mm-hmm. This was, I, and, 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 and I mean, both of these guys were fucking unbelievable. Regal talking about the carnival business, like I said earlier, um, telling MJF he had it easy. These two guys killed it. Dude, MJF. You know, you can pick a few guys out and name two, three promos over their career. This is like the fucking third one this year that he has fucking knocked out of the park. Mm -hmm. I mean, right before he left and two since he's come back. Amazing, man. Just just, and, and, you know, him and Regal together there. I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely fucking amazed. Right. Yep. And I'm, and you know, Regal, listen, if you really want to be the devil and he turns around, just holds out his arms, like, come on, motherfucker. He, he, he basically looked like he was on the crucifix for him. Mm -hmm. Come on, devil, take me. And, uh, MJF wouldn't do it. Ran out of the ring. And, uh, uh, but the one part I loved, Smart, and I, I, I don't know if you caught this, Regal was talking about how he didn't need a ring to take people out. And he immediately, I don't know if he caught it, that he just had brass knuckles on, that he was about to be a hypocrite. And he immediately pulled him out and said, I just use these because I like to hit people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, he acknowledged it. Perfect. I thought it was awesome. There was a segment on NXT. It was like one of my favorite Regal moments where like I forget who was involved, but there was like sort of a like a fight that was going on in his office and like it started to get close to Regal. And like Regal just also you just see him. They don't talk about it and they don't like zoom in on it. But you just see him slowly slide his fingers into the brass knuckles and then pull them out when the fight stops. He's like, Well, just in case. Wanna be safe. Um What's interesting about this, though, is like I saw like the thing about it was that I saw most of the people that were talking about it was just like, well, was it too long, though? It's like, well, who cares? Like, if it if it's good, why does it matter? Like, what? why do you want to rush something off that's good so that you could get something that's potentially boring or not nearly as good? Like, I'd rather have one good segment go on for 15, 20 minutes or whatever than like two or three mediocre forgettable segments yeah no it was not too fucking long what was coming out of their mouth from both sides was fucking gold they were literally just spitting gold out of their fucking mouth i i loved every moment of it and i mean also like just if you you know people that are were critiquing it had also seen the entire episode of dynamite so like if you view it from that perspective of seeing the entire show you got Two, you know, before that segment, you had two pretty good matches. Like the the trios match was really good, and the women's match was pretty good too. So it wasn't like you were just sitting there and there's just a bunch of fucking promo after promo, segment after segment, and non wrestling. And you wanted more wrestling in your wrestling show. Fair enough. Uh, you got good wrestling before that. Two good segments and a redebut. Yeah. So it's not like they had you know shit before this. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved this. The, the whole segment was just great. Like I said, I mean, you could tell MJF was getting upset and you could tell Regal was just 
Rigo doesn't give a fuck. He's just old and grizzled and doesn't give a fuck what anyone says. Great stuff by both of them. Then we had the acclaimed backstage. They want to get their scissoring back. Uh, Billy Gunn just can't stop. Billy Gunn's hilarious. Look at this shit. Look at Renee. No, no, no. Billy, stop. Stop. No, 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 no. You can't. Okay. First time I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute. Is he trying to scissor Renee? He wasn't. I wouldn't blame him, but no, he wasn't. He was just trying to, but uh, she's great. She, really she knew what to do. All right. So right after that, we get Renee again. <laughs> Interviewing Brian uh, uh, Danielson and Wheeler Yuda. Wheeler Yuda. And, I mean, the interview was going fine, then suddenly uh, fucking Wheeler cops an attitude. No, no. And fucking walks out like a little bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I saw the segment. You're not necessarily wrong there. I mean, come on. Fucking grow up, dude. Hey, he's a sassy boy, that, that you do. Ooh, he's sassy, is he? That's right. Yeah, whatever. I I, I I think they're going to pull him away from that group for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I say Brian kiss, kicks his ass eventually. <laughs> Just for being a little bitch? Just for being a little fucking co- attitude copping little bitch, yes. It's exactly what I think is going to fucking happen. Then we had some Dalton Castle. He comes out versus Chris Jericho for the ROH Championship. For some strange reason, this guy had to put his hand down his pants to give Chris Jericho the finger. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Jericho, th- 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 this was a fine match. It was nothing really that wrong with it. This was, to me, this was too long. But um, Jericho retained after the match. He's... Oh, I'm going to destroy, keep destroying the legacy of Ring of Honor and its commentators. They went after the commentators and Jerry Lynn comes out to save the commentators. And like I said, he got a very nice, gentle, that they should have put a pillow under this guy's head when he hit. Jericho tried to do it on the, on the, the, the Ring of Honor belt, which, you know, disrespecting it with Jerry Lynn being a former Ring of Honor champion. Um, But did you notice how light he put him down? Yeah, but I mean, like you said, you don't want to rough up Jerry Lynn. No, but you also don't want to make it look like shit. And it looked looked like shit. Jericho's getting too old to take a good knee bump anyway. And (laughs) he didn't want to hurt Jerry Lynn. Between the two... It looked like he fell and tried not to hurt himself. Like, have you ever seen the like a clip of Kane taking the pedigree? Yeah, it's the most amazing shit. I I don't care. Yeah, it does look bad, but I love it in wrestling where wrestlers just refuse to take boobs. Like the Kane just like fucking taking the pedigree on his knees instead of like falling forward. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. I love when the Miz. Like I love when just Miz refuses to like catch anybody that's diving. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great and the Samoa Joe he was on Dynamite earlier so it, it applies when somebody dives at him and he just sidesteps he's like nope <laughs> fuck this shit 
I, like, do love I, just, I love that. I love that. Wrestling. I do too, man. I think it's pretty goddamn cool. That's pretty cool shit. Uh, especially when Joe does it. Cause Joe just has this look on his face. Like what a fucking asshole. <laughs> and it's great because it's like, it's what, it's kind of one of those things though, that breaks a fourth wall in some sense, because it's like, he's the only one that takes that option. Everybody has the option to just fucking move out of the way. And yet no one does. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moves you could fucking just slide out of the way for. He's like, nope. It's not doing it. Oh, and one, and one thing from the uh, Jericho match. I love that Hager still has the fucking purple tango. Of course. It's amazing. It's Some amazing. things you just you just can't get rid of. All right. So let's go on to this little thing right here with uh, we had Page versus John Moxley here. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. Match is going wonderfully. I thought it was actually going great. We're about 15, 20 minutes into the match. Moxley hits this giant King Kong lariat. Page basically goes to turn himself inside out, does the backflip with it. Hits the mat. Bounces. And that and doesn't move. He's flat. That's it. Um the ref immediately noticed that he was down the uh, Moxley props once again to Moxley notice this guy is fucking down didn't fucking keep going after him didn't the ref didn't have to fucking hold him back Moxley got down there and checked on him he knew something fucking went wrong Mm. um and I've got that little I've got it right here Uh, I'm not gonna play it with sound uh that'll keep uh, anything going wrong but here we go he's down there look at that Bam. So, basically, what I would guess happened, it's like giving your brain a short. What it looks like to me is when he went around, he probably fucking hit his skull on the mat so hard that he rattled his brain and it shorted and knocked him unconscious. Mm -hmm. That's probably what the fuck happened. Um, they said when they took him out on the stretcher, uh, like I said, the whole neck brace and everything, uh, a lot of people were thinking he might've broke his back or his neck. That's a precaution with any head injury. You don't move the neck. You protect it until you get x-rays. That's when they'll take that off, but they don't want you moving with head injuries like that. That's a precaution stretcher precaution. They don't want you moving in case you broke, in case you did break your neck or break something in your uh, upper back. Um, but I was told uh, I was I read today that he uh, gave a little thumbs up on the way out um, while on the stretcher. So luckily he's uh, he is OK. Um, he even put out a little comment, Mark, afterwards. There we go. He said, uh, obviously, we saw that whole moment. Uh, he basically said, hey, thanks, everyone, for being so nice. I'm doing all right and feeling good today. Had a nice panini for lunch. I don't know why that had to be mentioned, but I uh, relevant. Very relevant. Thanks to Paul, medical, Mox, Brandon, BJ, um, etc. cetera. Uh, insert introspective yet merciless quote about unfinished business here. He'll be back sooner than later. He's probably going to have to take at least a few weeks off, maybe even a month or two. Um, 
that was obviously a hard hit, and they are going to keep him in the. Uh, he has been discharged from the hospital. They are going to keep him in the proto. Uh, what is it? The uh, concussion protocol uh, realm for a little while, but uh, it was pretty rough. Um, finally, you know they 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 cut back to the announcers. You know Taz and Excalibur and Shivoni. And uh, they were looking concerned, but eventually Mock started cutting a promo. Uh, he basically called out MJF. MJF came out. They did make Mox the winner of that. So I guess they just figured, fuck it. We're just going to chop, uh, you know, chalk it up to bad luck. Mox wins. Fuck it. Match doesn't need to fucking happen. Is what it is. Right. So Yeah, I'd probably do like a rematch or something. But yeah, it... it- it's kind of it's kind of bad for everybody. Obviously, I mean, I guess Hangman would rather not have a concussion. I don't think he necessarily enjoyed this either. But you know, it does kind of suck for everybody because it's Moxley and it's his hometown, and you know, he's in the main event and the title match and all that, and everybody's super amped to see it. And then it just sort of ended in a rather non-impactful. You know, there wasn't really a big conclusion to it. It was just sort of over, which is the right thing to do. You don't want anybody out there, especially in AEW. You don't want anybody out there. With a concussion working, they <laughs> they've been through that problem before with the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara match. Right, and you don't want a repeat of that shit. So they erred on the side of caution, and I don't blame them at all. But it's just it's bad luck. It's another unfortunate incident. Actually, Chris Nowitzki actually even praised WWE for this. He said, uh, "Sending positive thoughts to Hangman. This was not a high risk move. Something went wrong." Referee uh, Ref Paul Turner is trained to recognize a hashtag concussion or possible neck injury and stop the match. At Doc Samson 13 was ringside and there in seconds. Gives us the best chance for a good outcome. Uh, He kept going. He posted a picture of uh, the referee holding up the title. He put uh, Paul Turner um, and put his handle up there. He was not scared to potentially end a main event match by calling in the Doc. Let him know how much you appreciate him keeping the talent safe. You know, Chris Nowitzki is one of the guys that we all know. He's, uh, I mean, we all know who he is. He's, he was a former WWE talent, mostly known now for uh, being with the uh, concussion. Uh, basically, I uh, forget what the name of the thing he does, the Concussion Foundation. Um, it's all about this stuff right here. He's usually very critical, no matter what happens to who it happens usually a very critical person. Obviously here, he agreed with what every what went down everywhere. And like Smart just said, it wasn't a repeat of the fucking horrible situation. This company's had too many of those. I don't think they can do enough, any many more of those. So, you know, but Nowitzki's just not one to praise people for uh, doing anything. And he praised the ref, so... Good shit right there. Right. Good shit right there. But uh, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was a great show. Now, Smart Guy, I mean, didn't really get your complete thoughts on the whole Adam Page thing. No, I mean, there's not too much more to that. The referee made the right call. I mean, it sucks for, you know, the live audience or whatever that paid to see it and the match got cut short a little bit. But it was... I sort of did it. I checked. It started roughly about uh, 22 minutes into the hour, mm. whatever. 
because I'm watching it here and it started at 22 and then it ended at 37. So you got about 15 minutes out of it from when it started to when it ended. So it's like you didn't get ripped off by any means. It just wasn't necessarily the conclusion that anybody would have hoped for. But for what it was, it was a good match. It was. And then um, after that, we had uh, Moxley starts cutting a promo. <clears throat> like I had said, <clears throat> MJF breaks it up, interrupts it, excuse me. And uh, he comes out. He's got his chip. He's got his chip with him. He comes running down to the fucking stage or down to the ring. And uh, he's running out there, and he's he, you think he's going to cash in. You think he's going to cash it in. Regal's yelling at him outside still. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, basically, is what he's saying. Finally, MJF gets out of the ring. He goes up and cuts yet, uh, slays another fucking promo on Moxley. Did you see, did you see all this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure. I... Remember, I got a different copy. I wasn't 100% sure it was all ended up on TV. Yeah, I'm watching the Coliseum home video copy. It, it's all in there. Yeah, they announced he announced that they're, they're going to be having the match uh, at Full Gear. Yes, they did. That match will happen at Full Gear. He will be cashing in his chip. Probably a good time for MJF to take that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. And I think... I'm not it was almost like Regal was trying to make him the good guy a little bit tonight. Basically had two bad guys in the but I also like that Regal called himself a what did he call it? A a, a UDV, a something decent villain. Hmm. I forgot what the first word was, but I know the last two words were decent villain. Um so I thought that was I, I don't know man I I thought I thought the promos on this show were probably better than the matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. But I mean, that's not necessarily a knock on the match quality either. There were some really good promos. Yeah, th- that's the thing. There weren't bad matches. It was just the fact that the fucking promos were so great. The promos tonight were great, and MJF had a lot to do with all the almost all those fucking great promos tonight. So, fucking MJF, man. Getting him out there pretty goddamn good. Um, but, uh, yeah, King is saying, you know, props to the AEW medical staff. They were. They were up there in seconds. And, yeah, some refs might not have called that match. But I don't think I don't think Hangman was getting up. I don't think he was getting up. He, I mean, I think he knew something was fucking wrong. Hmm. But... That's what I think. I think he basically short, uh, fucking just turned his lights out. Hit so hard, his fucking brain just rattled himself out. Not a good thing, man. To, to tie up a loose end there, you sh- was it ordinary a decent villain that he used? Because you said it was a U, but I'm seeing that he referred to himself as an ordinary decent villain. Maybe it was O. Maybe it was O. With the accent, it could have been could have sounded like a you to me. <laughs> That's true. It could be any number of things. That's probably what he said. But I like well, like I said, I knew it was decent villain. But um, I don't know, man. I've got. Uh, I think we have gotten into everything. We've talked about everything. We can uh, put this up one more time before we leave. Look at that. Look at that. One more time. One more time. 
Okay. And uh, that's it. I mean, unless you guys want to. What the hell? Oh, I think my dog walked in. I turned my door open. I'm like, what the fuck? No one's here. <laughs> and then a cliffhanger. Like, what the hell was that? This is why you don't. This is why I carry a gun uh, when I do a show when I'm alone. But uh, unless you guys want to see that picture of me with the gorilla again, here you go. Here you go. Look at that fucking stud. With the text up top, that does look like a really good show, Ben. <laughs> For the episode, at least. <laughs> Should I put that as the thumbnail? Mm-hmm. No. Maybe. I don't know. I could. We'll see. Oh, shit. All right. I guess we can go ahead and roll on out of here. We ain't got uh, much much else to talk about. Smart, before we go, tell them where they can find you Monday nights, sir. Got it. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. or on the archives, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cheese on Sports. Cheese, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, Mojo, myself, Mads there as well. We're talking NFL. NBA is back. Opening night was tonight and yesterday, too. So we're talking about that. We're talking about NHL, UFC as always. Basically, if it has a ball in it, it's we've got our mouths on it. Ha 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 about it. So check us out there. It's good times. It's good fun. Come talk with us. All right. All the ball talk you can handle, folks, right over there. Check out Cheese on Sports for all the ball talk you can handle. I'm going to make an attempt to come back this week on Hollywood Hangout. Uh, there's the... the it's the, my wife's coming back on Sunday, so um, maybe I'll kick it out on Saturday. I'll see. I'll see how much I end up drinking when I'm by myself on Saturday. <laughs> but um, I don't know. If I do, I'll maybe I'll come back with a horror thing. I was thinking about possibly doing a horror soundtrack show. Um, I don't know if that's feasible, if that's worth it. I'd have to dig into some soundtracks and... I'd rather listen to music than watch a horror movie. So Maybe you would rather do most things than watch a horror movie. To be fair, uh, rather not watch a horror movie. I'd rather listen to music. <laughs> I'll see. I know I'm horrible. I just don't like horror movies. I don't care for them. I I don't know. I could probably figure out a some sort of uh, like like drama thriller that's kind of considered like seven is kind of considered a horror drama misery do it misery i like that show uh, that see i like that movie i would say it counts as a horror movie see misery was a good one i like misery yes. i like you did say misery right mm-hmm, yeah kathy bates i like kathy bates i like james con i did like that movie um makes my ankles hurt but anyway <laughs> Triple H loves that movie. <laughs> when she comes out with the sledgehammer, he's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> he's spitting water. He's got his fucking jean jacket on and the leather jacket as well for complete overkill. Hit that motherfucker! Okay. <laughs> Finally, something for me. All right, folks. So, uh, oh, King, quit drinking on Tuesday. See how long I last sober. King, I do that. I go usually go from about Tuesday to Tuesday, and I get sick of it. Um, Tuesday to Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, good luck, though. That shit's not easy. I mean, I, I haven't full-on quit drinking, but I've only drank, like, 
I don't know, maybe three or four times this year. So I know this shit's not easy. No, it's not, man. It is tough. So uh, good luck to you, man. And uh, listen, if it lasts, awesome. If, I don't know if you're looking to actually completely quit or just back off a little bit. I do the back off a little bit every now and then. I'll take three, four, even five days off sometimes. Um, but that's, uh, that's usually about as far as I get. I'll tell you, man. I, I, I this is gonna sound awful, but I don't sleep well without being a little buzzed. So I don't know, man. It, I know it doesn't sound good that I can't sleep without being, you know, half drunk, but it helps me sleep. I had fallen into a pretty equally bad cycle for a while there. If I would drink when I would come home from work. Because I'd be in pain, because I'd be like on my feet for several hours and do a lot of physical work and whatnot. So I'd be in pain when I get home. I would drink. I would end up sleeping like shit because I passed out drunk, and I wouldn't get good sleep. And I'd wake up and I would still like not be feeling great. And then I would go to work and then I'd be in pain and then I'd drink again. It just kept going on and that. So like I I know what you mean. It, it can be kind of a shitty situation to find yourself in. But and alcohol is also a. Uh... It's inflammatory. Yeah. So it causes swelling because it bloats you. Um, and trust me, the pain I know, dude, I've been in I've been in pain in my uh <laughs> I'm still in pain, honestly. I'm hope hopefully after November I'll know what's going on and they can fix it. That is kind of the weird part about getting old where it's just like, yeah, just some shit just hurts now. It's just it's whatever you learn how to deal with it. Well, I never expected my fucking balls to be the ones hurting right now. I mean, people make jokes, man, my balls, if I could quit breaking my balls. Right now, I feel like someone broke my balls. <laughs> I feel like my balls are broken. And I, I'm telling you, man, it's still I still feel the front wedgie when I'm driving. Like I got, like someone is yanking rubber fucking things up uh, the sides here. I'm still getting that when I drive. So I'm still in pain. I'm just in less pain. And, uh... Shit, my wife gave me a pain pill a few weeks ago. I'm like, that's what I should have asked for. <laughs> Hydrocodone is what I needed. <laughs> so yeah, I could probably stop drinking with some hydrocodone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking my grandfather quit drinking and then he started using chewing tobacco. Oh. So like that's what I'm, that's what it sounds like you would be falling into. It's like, yeah, I quit drinking, but I I fucking pop pills now. It's like yeah, I- yeah, just King, go back to drinking. You'll be all right. King saying this is like his, you know, fiftieth time trying to quit. I get it, man. I do. Yeah, I do. Listen, man. Yeah, you know, if 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 it's that hard, you. I mean, listen. If you need to go in for help, you need to go in for help. But you know, most people can 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 at least take a break, do it on their own for a few days. But honestly, man, it's it's, and then I'll get to the point where I can sleep without it, and then I'm like. Uh, something always happens to stress me out and I start fucking, I'm like, I, you know, I, I stop on the way home. I'm like, I, I, I need one. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, I'm back in my car going for a fucking 12 pack. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've, I've got the addictive personality. I know me. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't even fucking enjoy this thing anymore. This vape. It I, Honestly, it's a pain in the ass. They keep carrying around. But, right. It's a habit now, but I'd love to get rid of it. I will soon. Mm-hmm. Really getting tired of it. And the juices aren't tasting good anymore. And 
coils are starting to burn out faster. I'm just fucking. It's just getting to be a pain in my ass. I always, I've always been like yeah. I never really smoked cigarettes. I barely smoke weed, or I don't really even smoke weed right now. But when... that's because weed's bad for you. I had, more than anything, it was just a pain in the ass to fucking obtain. Because it got to the point where, like, when I was 18, 19, I would smoke a lot of weed. But then when I hit 21 and I could just go buy liquor instead, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go just buy a bottle of alcohol and not sit at somebody's friend's house where I don't fucking <laughs> wait for an hour for them to magically procure weed that I then have to give them money for. Like, it just became a fucking... Like, you get to meet an interesting cast of characters, but it's just like, it's so fucking just convoluted sometimes just to get a fucking... And we didn't have, like, the kind of system you have where you just have a guy who just always has shit. Like, we were always going through somebody's friend or somebody's brother or just... This is a fucking hell. Yeah, I've, I've, I've found a new guy, so... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just as good and cheaper. So I'm a I'm a I'm a happy camper with my new dude. Um that reminds me I gotta grab some. But um yeah. Damn ounce a day king. Couldn't afford that with the shit I buy. <laughs> that was my problem too. That'd be two hundred bucks a day, dude. That's a fucking f- fuck that, do coke. <laughs> At that point, just do coke. I mean I think I told you this, but I had a friend that, like, the guy he would buy weed from would, like, also sell coke. And he would sell it in, like, a bundle package. Where, like, if you gave him, like, 50 bucks, you'd get, like, an out, like, a fucking quarter of weed and then, like, some fucking coke. I forget the amount. Like a little but, gram of coke? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he had a fucking combo deal going on. I will tell you, every time I used to go to my, the, the, the guy I went to for years and then, you know, something, I don't know what happened to him. Um, he would, like, every time I had, like, he owed me five bucks, I'd just go, ah, give me a Xanax. Mm-hmm. Just give me a Xanax. Just give me a Xanax. I have a fucking Ziploc bag with about 15 fucking bars in it that I've taken one quarter of. That's it. I don't. I've I've got a fucking stock of Xanax. I don't even know what the fuck to do with them. I'm ready to fucking just get rid of them? To be honest with you, they're probably old and expired, and probably just need to fucking throw them away. I, but I mean, it was just something I would say, just because he sold everything. That guy. I mean, I'd be in line behind crackheads in the in the, in this apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like, God damn, I gotta find someone new. It's like that, especially mm-hmm. around here. Like the pills are just. Like it really is an epidemic. Well, meanwhile, this guy was one of the only guys I knew that took fucking. I could pay him on Cash App, so <laughs> got a fucking. I got a Cash. App. <laughs> he was like one of the first people to get the credit card chip readers. Oh, he had Cash App. He had Venmo. No, actually, back in the fucking early two thousands, I would have been put it this way: twenty one years old mm. when I when I came here to work. This guy that worked for my father, him and his brother both worked for my dad, and they bought from this dude named Neil. Neil was a bookie. Neil took credit card payments through his business for anything. You could put, he would just 
make you an, a fake invoice and write it up as something else and charge you. He had a credit card machine. He had everything. So there was a long time ago I knew an actual dealer slash bookie who took credit cards. <laughs> uh, like you said, Smart, you do deal with a great cast of characters when you're... <laughs> It's really not that long of a story, but they're like, I was just like the pill thing. I, I was helping a friend move and like, we were going to get read after this and whatever. Like somehow, I don't even know how they do this person, but I just magically find myself in a car with this lady. who I don't know whose friend or relative she is or whatever the fuck. I don't know this person. And I'm in the car with them and they're telling me how like, I watched them like snort up like some fucking Xanax or whatever it was. I don't even know. It might've been Hydra. I don't fucking know. But I had watched them sort up a bunch of pills and then they got and I got in the car with them was my first mistake. But then they started telling me this story about how like the government's trying to take their fucking kids, but they can't give up the pills. And I'm sitting here just like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Why are you telling <laughs> us? I don't want to hear about it. I just want to smoke some weed and like move an ottoman. <laughs> move an ottoman. <laughs> I'm sorry. The move an ottoman got me. But like, what the fuck do you say to? I don't know her. I don't know the kids. I'm just like, tr- like wondering if it'd be a dick move to like turn up the radio a little bit or something. It's just like, I what can I tell you? <laughs> like, if it, if it's not a big enough threat that the fucking like DCFS is going to take your kids, I don't know what I can tell you to stop fucking doing pills. Yeah, I mean, seriously, dude. If you're if if your kids aren't a good enough reason to, uh, you know, stop, then. My kids, look, if I was the asshole drunk that, you know, got drunk, screamed and yelled at my fucking kids, I would I would definitely stop. But I'm the fun drunk that ends up doing fun stuff with my kids at at home when I drink. We don't go out drinking. If I go to a restaurant or something, one beer, maybe two at the most, that's it. I drink at home. And I'm not an asshole. My, I don't fucking, you know, I don't scream at my wife. I don't do any of that shit. I just, I like the taste of beer. I like being drunk. I don't drink during the day. <laughs> uh, unless it's a weekend. And I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the guy that, I mean, I trust me. I see people, when I go to lunch, I see people that have already been at the bar for two hours at fucking, you know, 12, 15. Right. I don't know how people do that that early in the morning. Like yeah. every day. I live like about a quarter of a mile or so away from the bar where I'm at now. And it's mm. like the amount of people that you see at like fucking one fifteen on a Wednesday. It's like, oh, no. I've told you before, my brother-in-law works as basically, he basically works for himself. He does little odd jobs all over the fucking, you know, uh, the kind of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And drinks all day doing doing outside jobs. Matter of fact, one of the questions he asked people is, it, 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 I will be drinking all day. You don't have a problem with that, do you? It's like water to me, he says. See, some people can do that, though. I could never do that. Like, I got about a good four hours in me or so at the most. So. All right, one more quick story. Back when I used to live here, mm-hmm. back when I was 21, moved here to work, I worked for a company. Fuck it, it's defunct now. It was called Platinum Packaging. It was, my dad owned the Florida branch. This, uh, another guy, I'm not going to name his name. Another guy owned this branch. The owner of this branch would drink 
Coors Light from 7.15 a.m. to when he finally passed out on the couch at night. He ended up losing his wife, living in the office, literally living in the office. You would pull up, he would have clothes outside in the summer drying on the bushes in front of the office. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I've seen people fucking really fuck shit up bad. I mean, I don't even know what he's doing right now, but uh, it's been, uh, it was pretty, I mean, but he was, you know, ruined his whole fucking life. Finally, he decided to start drinking non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy would drive never with always had a beer between his legs driving always. I mean, I don't know how he never got caught, but he started drinking. It was actually probably one of the best non-alcoholic beers I've ever had. If you can find it and you really want to try a non-alcoholic beer, Bucklers, it's made by Heineken. Most like beer stores will have it. It's good. It's good. It's very good. So anyway, we were uh, way longer than I thought we were going to be tonight. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we stopped talking about wrestling like 40 minutes ago, but I liked the conversation. So. Yeah, we just kind of went off a little bit. Now, next week, uh, I already asked Mark. He agreed. We're going to uh, Tad Evans uh, listener asked us to review the 1992 Royal Rumble. So uh, we're going to get that done next week. We'll switch it up just a little bit, and uh, we'll uh, we'll go for there. That's right, Kings. Mox does have some non-alcoholic beer he's sponsoring. I might actually give that a shot in between beers. I'll have one of those. There you go. I've never really liked the taste of beer, which is my problem. It's like I've always just been a hard liquor person, so like that doesn't really work for me. Because like I could drink beer all day long, but I won't I won't get drunk either. So it's like there's no real point. Because I've tried it once or twice, and it's basically just a level of buzz where you're like a little bit less like concerned about what everyone thinks about you, but you're not like drunk enough to you're like, hey, I suddenly think I can sing. Like you're not that level of I'm not no, anyways. No. It's, it's no. No. And I mean I I I I. I get drunker just sitting there watching TV than I do when I'm up walking around talking to people and doing whatever. So okay. I don't know. Cause well, when you're just watching TV or playing video games or whatever, you're not focusing on a conversation. So like, you're not, you yeah. know, the, it's, it's way easier to just get like really fucked up that way. Yeah. And you go through six you're talking to somebody who's standing up. You're like, there's a level of, I don't know, murder skills that you have to have, brain right. function you need to kind of keep everything flowing. Trying to keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll leave you alone. Quit telling, uh, quit telling stories here. And um, that's it. I guess on that note, we say... See ya! Adios.